Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. They're setting the stage possibly for a blockade of Taiwan that the Communist Chinese Party is going to test us dramatically this year and next year before the election. Well, you don't like to hear that. It's, I wish we could start off with something that's lighter for a Monday to get you into the work week, but that was Lindsey Graham talking about this international situation no, right, between China and Taiwan. Well, you better hope. Uh, you know, he was, he was quick to say we should be sending troops over there. I'm thinking, Didn't like that. Yeah, no yeah. one ever wants to hear that. And what did Trump, did you say he put up on Truth Social? Well, first of all, is that, let me ask you, is that way too early of Lindsey Graham to bring that thought up? Well, I mean, uh, he flat out said it. He flat said we should send troops. No, because I think he realizes how much the situation has escalated. This has been going. You got to remember how many times have we said on this show, no one's paying attention to Taiwan. You're worried about Ukraine. You're yep. worried about this. And, and we've said it a million times. No one's watching North Korea. No one's watching Taiwan. And all of a sudden, you know, for, for the past year, China's been manipulating ships and, and you Not know, good. and troops and everything else around Taiwan. You're, they're surrounded all by I, aircraft I, carriers now. All, and that's bad enough. But all I can think of when these situations happen, because you, you, when it hits close to home, people you know, people you love, maybe it's you listening now. You know, you get a loved one, some young person in the military. You don't want to hear this. I, some of our no. best friends, they have, they have a, 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 a kid. Not a kid now. He's actually a... Uh, an officer, he's on a ship. That's not right yeah. now. Guess where he's headed? Yeah, you know he is Taiwan. And they're not going to say anything. In many cases, these kids can't even tell their parents where they are. Well, then they can't talk to their parents. And then, it's uh, scary. So, like a lot of other people, we just enjoying Easter yesterday. And a friend of mine brings this up. He goes, he hands me his phone. He goes, look what, what look what Trump just wrote. Uh oh. What did Trump truth? It's about. 17 hours ago, and it's very simple. <laughs> Trump just writes, World War Three. Oh, lovely. And you see it just written, and it's just, it's scary, you know? It's just the thought of a world war, you know, and, and all my life, I, I mean, my dad was in World War Two. you know, your your father's, your father was what, in the Korean War, Diener? What war was he uh, in? Vietnam. Vietnam. We so, haven't I had, mean, we've got generations of people, though, that haven't had to face threats like this. No. This is scary stuff. It is. No, I, I mean, you could probably talk to half the kids in the world don't even know what World War II is about. And right. it's funny, because <laughs> to that point, real quick, too, Jen, I was thinking about this while you guys were talking about it. When For me, anyway, growing up and learning about World War II in school, and you watch documentaries on TV and things like that, it always seemed like that abstract thing. I know. That was so long ago. It really did. You know, and nothing like that would ever happen again. That was like right. a different world. And it was like, these, you know, you're just seeing these characters play out on, on your TV while watching documentaries. And that was uh, another life ago. And now it's like you never even thought about. That was just history for us. Right. 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 But then you think about how close it is. So think of the hippies in the 60s, right? World War II was only 20 years before that. Yeah. Think right. of 20 years ago. That was the 90s. Wow. Right, it's true. Wow. And now, you know, even growing up what I did, you know, I had grandparents in World War II and stuff, and they would, you know, talk about it and how crazy it was. But 
even hearing stories, it seemed like, oh, that was so, so long ago. You never thought about that we would be facing something like this again one day, and here we are. Yeah. Well, let's hope things uh, calm down a little bit, but that's for real. I mean, a, a real serious situation, no doubt about that. So, Jeez. I don't know. We'll see. All right. I uh, had the Masters over the weekend, too. That's brighter news for sure. John Rahm gets it done. From sunrise to sunset. <laughs> Marathon. You know how, okay, for next, I got to save that cut, and I'm just going to do the beginning. Yes. Next year's Masters, all I'm going to do is, is play from sunrise to sunset. Well, and, and the reason, if you didn't watch, the reason he said that was play was delayed for so many times, especially yeah. Friday they delayed it, even though they had Tiger Woods playing These in like hurricane force winds. are the days of our lives. <laughs> and then they, Jim Nance. <laughs> they started late Saturday. So yesterday they literally played from dawn to dusk. So they were up really early playing, and so that's why he said he was making up for lost play. I have to tell you, though, Bill, I started laughing because obviously I'm watching it. And I, it comes on at the end. They're showing the leaderboard, and you know, Jim Nance is whispering. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but they started playing the music, the master's music, <laughs> as they were showing the final leaderboard. All I could think about was you playing the music all last week. It's so dramatic. But that's why you uh, wonder why Jim Nance makes so much money and why he gets the prime spot. He he knows what people want to hear. Oh, yeah. He probably you realize there's no reason why he had to whisper whatsoever. No, not no. At all. no. he doesn't have to. They can. No. Not, he's not going to distract the golfers. No. Yeah. <laughs> but but you tune in to hear him say right. sunrise to sunset. <laughs> he's With great at matching dance. the mood of the sunrise, event that he's doing. Oh, he totally sunset. is. Yeah. No, that's why he's so good. You're right. <laughs> he's he's really good at that. And then you start playing the piano music. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching the Masters busting out laughing. Who's looking at me? What are you doing? What are you doing? It's the music. It gets to me every time. So John Rom wins it. Good for John Rom wins it. Good for him. He is the uh, according to my statistics here. He is, I do believe, the fourth uh, person from Spain to win the Masters. Sergio Garcia did it in 2017. Seve Ballesteros right. won it twice. Say say John Rom again, but whisper. John Rom. Yeah. And then Jose Maria Olathebel. Olathebel. He won it twice. From 1994 and 1999. Sunrise to sunset. <laughs> it's such a soothing thing. It sounds like a soap commercial. See, but see, now John Rahm has to wear and win another one because Olathebel and Ballesteros won two green jackets apiece. Beautiful. So he's got to get another green jacket. Absolutely. Good for him. Yeah, it's Which cool. he gets to keep for a year, by the way, then he's going to give it back. It's Well, yeah. Wonder where he goes. But you then they have he, it in the closet for him. Yeah, then it stays yeah. at the at the country club. Yeah. But go back and do they get to wear it? Like they have a dinner like the night before, like on you know Monday night when all the golfers meet. They have this big dinner. Do they all get to wear their green jackets I, to the dinner? I think they do. I, I think they do. It's, it's kind of like the NFL Hall of Famers. They all wear their gold jackets, and the, and the Hall of Fame keeps it for them. You know, like come back cool. and. Pray you don't gain any weight so the jacket's still It's like, oh, Joe Montana, you're getting a little portly since last year, huh? <laughs> doesn't fit anymore. All right, we ran out of time. we got to give it some time. It's coming up next for our floor dope because there's oh. too many red flags not to talk about. We'll, the, we'll get to that one next. He's a peach. Nice. <laughs> something. Naked with Vaseline on a trampoline. That's not, that's not good. But in the meantime, here's something else to distract you from world events. You might become an instant half a billionaire. Wouldn't this be nice? Yeah. Well, you got to remember, too, you get tonight's Powerball's $192 million. That's not chicken scratch. And then tomorrow night's Mega Millions, $441 million. That's no joke. Sweet. Pretty nice. You were you were in here on Friday saying, oh, I got our tickets. Don't worry Okay, about so it. I lied. 
Well, you got to believe. Because overconfident. I'm telling you, I'm going to win this thing one of these days. And you're all going to go, she said it. I, I don't I know what I'm going to win, but I'm going to win one of these days. I'm just happy that it's big enough now we can play our Mega Millions guy. Across America, yeah. Mega Jackpots, it's Mega Millions. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what radio station that guy works at, because you know he's a radio guy. Oh, you know, he's yeah, the puke jock in the morning. Hey, everybody. <laughs> God. All right, more headlines coming up next. We will get to that Florida Dope story, though, and, yes. uh, and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Also, I want to say, greatest president in the history of the world, sitting right there. I love that guy. That's uh, it's quite a turnout. First of all, it's great that we have an event like that UFC match in, uh, well, a whole tournament, really, in uh, Miami over the weekend. Where the Heat played the brand new, what's it called again? Is it Kaseya? Kaseya. There you go. I'm not going to get used to that for a while. It's like, say say Kaseya. That's how how I remember it. Say Kaseya. Well, you have to know it. You're the sports person. Yeah. You know what I'm going to (laughs) say? Where the Heat play. That's it. That works. That's the new name. basketball team is. People know it. Can I call it (laughs) formerly FTX Arena? Sure. Sure. They still know it. Yeah. But that was, uh, that was, Jorge Masvidal, local fighter. UFC guy. I thought I had read that he won his fight, but I don't know. Maybe he lost. But whatever. He got to talk to Joe Rogan up there because he's, he's pretty much retiring. And he uh, shouted out President Trump ringside. And then what did he do? He started a chant. <clears throat> wow. Who does this? <laughs> well, he had some choice words. You know what? He actually shouted out the governor, too. And then started the Let's Go Brandon chant. We also got the greatest governor of all time here in Florida. Let's keep Florida free. A red state. And let's take that. You know who? Let's Go Brandon out of power and replace him. Oops. If I could get it just one time. Oh, here we go. Let's go, Brandon. There it is. Dun, 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 dun. There Let's it is. Let's go, Brandon. Yay. What gets me is the, okay, yes, it's a UFC crowd. It's pretty much pro-Trump anyway, right? And anti-Brandon, right. anti-Biden. But that's a massive amount of people there. And you're still talking. I don't know why the Democrats were so shocked they lost, they lost South Florida, specifically Miami-Dade. When you see that kind of support. It was, again, though, it comes back to how many individuals, past presidents included, would have that kind of reaction on a crowd anywhere. Right. Anywhere. Except maybe Obama? I I don't even know. Would he have that effect? And it probably, right? In Chicago, maybe. Yeah. Right? I guess it depends. Or maybe now in, in Martha's Vineyard. You also didn't Maybe. see that. I know it's happened before, especially, I guess, with baseball, because it's a more of a casual kind of thing. But big events like this, pay-per-view events, a former president showing up ringside. That's new, too. This is why he connects with that kind of crowd. Well, it, exactly. And he knows his audience, so give him credit. Yeah. You know, the guy's been burning the candle at all ends these days. I mean, that, that night he had the press conference from Mar-a-Lago after being in court in New York. He looked tired for the first time in a very long time. Yeah. And I felt badly for him. I think, God, this guy's just, he's just getting hit from every which end. I'm like, my God. And I think he was trying to keep it a little subdued, too, because temperature, the, the temperature in the nation was so peak when that was all happening, you know? I know, but he's trying to calm everybody down. But his truth yesterday, I, I think, is going to, it's going to make people go, oh, my God. Mm. You know, that's, that's not, it's not a truth. I always want to say tweet. That's not a truth you want to hear. Especially when, you know, I was at Easter. I told you this before, and, you know, my buddy had handed me his phone, and he goes, look what Trump just wrote. Brings it up on Truth Social. World War III. 
That's not a good thing. Obviously, he's talking about, well, world events everywhere going on now, but specifically China and Taiwan. Uh, that's not a good thing. You know, Taiwan is, is at the mercy of China. And now China's moved in all these aircraft carriers. You know how big an aircraft carrier is? If right. you've never been on one, it's, it's a city. And all of these cities are now have their guns pointed at Taiwan off the coast just sitting there. I'm like, okay, so you send in a dozen warships, all these aircraft carriers. You get 70 fighter jets flying over the island constantly. So the 22 million people on the island of Taiwan are going, great, they're going to invade. And they're just going to probably start killing people. Oof. That's horrible. I mean, you know, this threat has always been there. Trump talked about this a lot when he was in office. But look at the difference now. Now they're actually threatening these things, and they're they're on the doorstep of doing it. Why? Look who we have in charge now. Yeah. And all of this crap, all the saber rattling from all these bad guys started after Afghanistan when we screwed that up so badly. Well, and you know what? Just remember the power move Trump pulled with the president of China. Right. Here's China. He's sitting over right next to him eating chocolate cake at Mar-a-Lago. Trump leans over in the middle of the dinner and goes, by the way, we're getting ready to uh, bomb this Afghani air, you know, airstrip. Your people are there. Get them out. You got 20 minutes. And he gave he gave the Chinese president the opportunity to get any people out that were there. And then he blew the crap out of that. That was the mother of all bombs. Remember, and by the way, she would you like another piece of cake? <laughs> and but I mean, talk about a power play. Here yeah. you are having dinner with the guy. Right. That was that was what I would refer to as a godfather move. Yeah, pretty much. Well, and that was you, a that was a message at the table. That was it. It was a message. You know, this proves that we have this power. I'm going to save your people. This is my little olive branch to you. Whew. Don't forget it. Unbelievable. Well, let's hope uh, cooler heads prevail in that, and hopefully for the best. But that's a that's a scary scene. To lighten it up a little bit, it's been a little while. Been a through the entire weekend before we got a Florida dope, but I think we got one. Count the red flags in this one. Okay. The Florida dope of the day. Hey man! Oh, you are so dumb. Bye, Are you ready? Yep. You have to go to DeBerry for this one. Okay. This guy's accused of breaking into two homes, jumping in a pool. Jumping on a trampoline and running for the cops. Great. Nice guy. Oh, and he was greased up, too. Oh, jeez. Cops aren't sure. They think it's Vaseline, but they might have been uh, some other, like, I don't know, he had, like, grease on him. Great. Why would you like to be the cops dealing with that no, situation? How do, you, how do you catch somebody like that? I don't know. Here's the audio wow. from the officer's body cam. You want to hear that? Yes. I got one running, going westbound behind just the fence. He's naked. He's in the pool. He's still running. Get back here! Put your hands behind your back! Hands behind your back! Oh, okay. It's like a paste. Yeah. What's all over you, man? It smells like toothpaste. <laughs> oh, God. They I, said it was wheel-bearing grease or something? I... I, I don't... Some kind of grease that yeah, I guess you use in an auto cop. body shop. Because I got one. Oh, no. He's naked. Oh, he's in the pool. Oh, God. Uh, and he's greased up. Oh, God. <laughs> what? The crap that these cops go through dealing with these knuckleheads. Well, that knucklehead has a name of Blake Tuckman. Okay. 34 years old. Not very bright. They didn't know. They said it took... Like four paramedics to hold him down. Really? Yeah. He, he so, was on something, obviously. Obviously a drug-induced situation, but man. Wow. You know, we, and it's so many times we do these Florida Hope stories, <laughs> and it just winds up being an amazing story about the cops who have to deal with them. He was covered in wheel-bearing grease and peppermint oil. <laughs> All that, and that's why they smell toothpaste. <laughs> that's what it was, see? So, because you know, when you have a wheel bearing grease, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta dilute it a little bit. Yeah, you gotta flavor it with something. You know, that's how that works. I have a quick question, guys. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
What, I understand the wheel bearing oil. Maybe he's some, you know into mechanics or something. He's got a garage with it. Where do you get the peppermint oil? Where Probably does one? from one of the houses. <laughs> Oh, well, that maybe, could be. You know, they use it in the bathtub or something, like a, or, or they, it's an incense burner kind True. of thing. True, yeah. It so could be one of those things. Here's a naked lunatic in a house going, oh, I need some of that. <laughs> is she just trying to find stuff to, to rub on him? Oh, oh this, this looks good. <laughs> Peppermint oil. <laughs> what is happening? So not only did you get your house broken into, now you got to clean your pool out. Yeah, oh, well, God. No, I, that are you kidding me? I drain it and repaint oh, it. Right. Forever unclean. God. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Skeevy. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Monday. We've got uh, Rapid Fire for the first time this Ooh. week. Coming up next, we'll go around the room with some stories, light and uh, heavy stuff. All of it covered next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. There's a lot happening. Welcome back in for the weekend, by the way. We'll catch you up on everything. Uh, some of it really serious, some of it not so serious, but Jen starts. Well, this would be very serious uh, in the event that AOC actually knew what she was talking about. Uh, we forgot on Friday the big deal was Supreme Court Justice yeah. Clarence Thomas. Oh, yeah. we got to look at him because he's getting all these lavish gifts and he's going on private jets and private yachts and staying at private resorts that are owned in islands owned by his friend out of Texas, who just happens to be a Republican, happens to be worth a great deal of money, but more importantly, happens to be a Republican. So uh, AOC was all over the place this weekend, specifically on CNN, saying he needs to be impeached. We need this corrupt Supreme Court justice removed from the Supreme Court. Isn't it amazing? What do you think it says about this, I guess, story that they put her as the the lead dog in charge of like making all the talking points it either thinks that they think it's going to go nowhere or they think she'll be good at it no they think it's going to go nowhere because he has done nothing illegal and he came out with his statement saying as much it's the only thing that they can't do is accept a gift from somebody who has a company or a case in front of the supreme court so it won't obviously sway that justice to vote in honor and, you know, in favor of whatever, whoever the friend is. Uh, This guy that he's been hanging out with, they've been friends forever. And he said, no one discloses anything you get. It would be like me and you hanging out and you being extremely wealthy and saying, Jen, come on over. I'm going to send my plane for you. Come on over and we're hanging out at my private island, you know, for the next three weeks. Right. Because on vacation. If you limit that, they're trying to sell it. Oh, he accepted gifts and didn't disclose is he not supposed to have a friend? Yeah. And of course a guy like that is going to have friends in, in influential in circles. That are, so he can't like ever go to a game, go to an island, go on a yacht, do what? Apparently not. And apparently this has been going on like most of his life, even before he was a Supreme Court justice, because he's known this guy in Texas forever. They're like the best of friends. And he was like, well, you're not supposed to do my friends worth billions of dollars. It's not my fault. I'm thinking those are the kind of friends you like. But, I mean, but they're using this. You know, they're going to try. Is this like the NCAA where they get on you for, you know, taking a sandwich from, from a booster? Yes. Yeah. Is that what they're trying to do? You bought Clarence Thomas sneakers. <laughs> Therefore. Death penalty to you. That's right. But I got my money on Clarence Thomas. I don't think AOC is bright enough to take on a Supreme Court justice. He's going to be just fine. So they go after Clarence Thomas for this, for having a rich friend that likes to give him vacations, but they don't go after who leaked the Samuel Alito, no. No. you know, Roe v. Wade Oh, they couldn't uh, find that. Decision. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, they just gave up on that. Or you they know have... how they work. Maybe they're getting close to revealing the leak, so they needed to come up with a story to distract from it or that something. Could that be. could very yeah. well be. Who knows? It could very well be. Well, <clears throat> unfortunately, we come into Monday with some very, very, very serious news uh, on the world stage here. We've got the U.S. monitoring Chinese military drills off of Taiwan very closely. 
And even on Fox News Sunday, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham says if the U.S. doesn't up its game, it's going to be a new war. That's not the kind of wording you wanted to hear. No, and, uh, you know, we got uh, China flexing its muscle. Uh, Taiwan's, I don't know, their military's, what, subpar in China. And China's moving aircraft carriers around the island. Their warships are on the island. So you wake up, you live in Taiwan, and you wake up and you look out your window and you happen to live on the water and you see an aircraft carrier staring at you. Yikes. Great. It's not a a good thing. Think of it. Seriously, though, thinking of all these hotspots around the world, all the situations we're dealing with, everybody is like pushing the pushing the boundaries, right? Right. When did it all start? When we screwed up Afghanistan. Of course, but that was Trump's fault, Bill. Oh, that's right. There wasn't any chaos. <laughs> John Kirby told me. Oh, yeah, sure. John we... Kirby told me I was there. I saw planes leaving every 45 Idiots. minutes. I have no idea what this chaos is that you yeah, speak of. We left $85 billion worth of armament there, but I will. I will. It's a great success. Yeah. And we said that was going to happen too, right? Remember that? Oh, yeah. The, oh, the, the domino Trump. effect that was going to happen, that they were going to blame Trump, and that it was going to look make us look like just weak know-nothings on the world stage, <laughs> and the, the damage from it would be irreparable. And here we are. I mean, that's exactly what happened. Two years later, look what's going on. I mean, look what China's done with, with the BRICS alliance. They're going to around, you know, devaluing the American dollar and making new deals with oil and with India and and Saudi Arabia. I mean, give me a break. Really, really bad. Come on, we had to send the president over to Saudi Arabia to plead for more oil. Yeah, that didn't work. And they laughed. Had the reverse effect. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, Bill, I will piggyback on your story with China and Taiwan because our good buddy, I know he's a big listener of the show, Emmanuel Macron. Oh, Manny? Yeah, our good oh, buddy yeah. Manny. Yes. Manny, I think he's got the app. He does. He was going to go to Bill's house for Easter, and then he found out Bill was leaving for Easter. So. <laughs> Manny Macron, the president of France, he's listening now on the app, as he does every morning, because he turned his back on the good old U.S. of A. After meeting with President Xi Jinping over the weekend, came out and said, well, you know, we don't want to get involved. We feel it's important to have French independence. Maybe, maybe start breaking away from a... American uh, dependency and and not get involved with anything going on with China and Taiwan in the, in the United States. It's not even a war yet. Wow. Not even a war yet, and France has already surrendered. They've already, yep. <laughs> the flag, They've already raised the a white, white flag. flags <laughs> up already. <laughs> he's saying, Paris is on fire. What can I do? He's, yeah, he's, he's got, got, his, it's got his own problems to worry about. Problems, that's true. I'm surprised they haven't beheaded him yet and put his head on a stick. Well, I, it's just incredible to me that already <laughs> hasn't even happened. Hopefully it doesn't. And, and he's ready to come out and said, yeah, we're not going to get involved. You guys you guys do your thing. I Canada. just met with the Chinese president. We had a discussion that I'm not going to talk about. But, you know, no suspicion at all that now I'm coming out saying we're not going to get involved. There's no respect. Canada no. will be next. No. Yeah. Trump would have said, oh. if, if, first of all, we wouldn't be in this jam if Trump was in there. But he would have said to sure. Manny, I swear to God, if you don't support us and going over there, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. <laughs> I will put you into a headlock, the legs of which you will never come out of. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, oh, I ask boy. you this question. We are, we are making this fun now. Good. According to critics of all kinds, and these are critics, these are not bad critics, and I actually agree with their list, the greatest comedians of all time. Oh, boy. Which all critics time. came up with this list? Uh, pretty smart ones, actually. Okay. You're going to agree with most of them. Who would you put on the list? Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor? Yep. Who would uh, you put? I know maybe not. People couldn't stomach him sometimes, but uh, Red Fox has got to be on there. Oh, he was Eddie Murphy. legendary. 
Mm, no. What do you mean, no Eddie Murphy? No Eddie Murphy. Okay. How do you... No. It's, I don't even want to hear it. It's, this, this list is obsolete. Okay, how about people like George Carlin? Yeah, of course. Sure, but... Dave Chappelle. Yes, of course. Chris Rock. Yeah, but how is Eddie mm. Murphy not on there? They only got the top five. I uh, wouldn't put Chris Rock top five. I'd put him six. i put Eddie Murphy in front of Chris Rock. Of course. Would you? Yeah, of course. Robin Williams, five. Oh, Number yeah, one, yeah. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor's one. You know what's amazing is that because he was so offensive, they've they've managed to completely erase Richard Richard Pryor. I know. It's a shame. Ask somebody under thirty if they even know who he is. I know it's crazy. He was so good. What, was, was, what was the top five in order? Richard Pryor, one. Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Robin Williams. Wow, Chris. Rock I would have put Robin Williams up further. I yeah, see. Oh, yeah. I switch out Chris Rock and Eddie Murphy, but otherwise I like the list. Yeah, I, I, I like Chris Rock, but not. That high. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I just think it's because he got, you know, recent. He gets punched. (laughs) I mean, he's great. Don't get me wrong. He's great. Netflix stand up, the new one. That was great. His fit. Yeah. Really good. It's very offensive, but very good. Eddie Murphy needs to be in the top five. Well, to take your mind off further off uh, current events, to nobody's surprise, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Woohoo! is huge, not only in North America, but worldwide, and it's getting record critical reviews from, well, from the critics, really, is the real people, the audience, on that Rotten Tomatoes thing, the mm-hmm. audience score, the popcorn one, uh, it had, it had throughout most of the weekend, and it only changed today, it had a 100% rating. Love that. Holy cow. And it slipped down now to 96%, because just Jeez. because with that many more people who have seen it. I have an update, guys. Yes? Uh-oh. We tried to see this on Saturday. It was sold out the entire afternoon. Uh, I believe it. But I'm so excited because we're going to go see it this afternoon. Kristen has off work today, so I'm going to tell the kids we'll do schoolwork tomorrow. We're going to see Mario. I can't wait. I cannot wait to get your review on this. Did you buy tickets already? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're good. I talked to two people that did see it over the weekend that normally you wouldn't think would be that. They said, oh, my God, this thing is great. Really? They loved it. I haven't heard a bad thing about it other than the critics score, but who cares about them? We hate it's, them. It Real has people the, love it. It had the biggest global box office opening, global, of any animated film. That's amazing. So more than Disney movies? The biggest one to beat was Sonic 2, Hedgehog 2. That had $71 million, and that was the biggest global opening. Really? Mm-hmm. You know what it is? Oh. It's a massive Japanese market for video games. Yeah. That's what it is. This thing made $146 million first weekend in North America. That's yeah, it made wow. uh, 200 and almost $205 million. Wow. Domestic, Killing it. You know. Wow. Domestically, right. So almost, 377 worldwide. You mean it, million. it beat out Dungeons and Dragons? What? Oh, wow. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons had its time at the top. <laughs> so I'm going to talk, but I'll tell you, I'll let you guys know tomorrow how it is. Like, looking forward to seeing it today. Yes, please. So, Jen. Oh, no. I'm going to update one of your stories that you had mentioned earlier to finish off the our first edition of Rapid Fire today. Rudy Gobert. So if you're not familiar with this, Rudy Gobert is a player for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And you never Oh, is see he this? the one that clocks? Is, did he get clocked or did he do the clocking? He did the clocking. Oh, my gosh. You never really see this, but he punched one of his own teammates in a timeout huddle. Yeah, but if okay. you're going to see it anywhere, it would be the NBA. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he just clocked this guy. I mean, you you know, you hear the story of Michael Jordan punching Steve Kerr when they both played for the Bulls. And, but that, that was, was a close practice. Yeah. Right. You know, things get heated. Boom. This was in a televised game. The cameras <laughs> are on this timeout huddle. And Rudy Gobert throws a punch at his own teammate, this guy Kyle Anderson. And then he apologizes later, said he's my brother. I love him. We're just, you know, I, I most get the best of us. But then on t- to put on top of it, <laughs> to add insult to injury, literally... Another guy at the Timberwolves who got thrown out of the game. 
he as was as he was leaving he's walking through the tunnel and punches a wall well he fractured his hand oh my gosh it was it was a bad day for the minnesota <laughs> we're not I dealing with lost yeah. <laughs> we're not dealing with brain surgeons here no well wow and by the way, uh, the Timberwolves play in a uh, play-in tournament game tomorrow night against the Lakers to start off the NBA playoffs. That won't go far. <laughs> Speaking done. of sports, I got a question about the Bruins for you. Ooh. Yeah. A little Big bit news, of history so right? far, but it won't matter if they can't seal the deal. Okay. Really? You don't want to be like the Colts. You don't celebrate regular season victories. <laughs> Jim Mercy there. Sorry, Colts fans. Some Colts fans going, hey. Do we have any Colts fans? Where'd that come from? I'm sure we do. Yeah. We got a couple. All right, we got to talk about uh, what's going on internationally, but we got a Masters update too. Some things in the middle as well. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. President-sized party uh, does not want to be a part of China. And I think the next elections in next mm-hmm. January are going to be extremely important. They're setting the stage possibly for a blockade of Taiwan, that the Communist Chinese Party is going to test us dramatically this year and next year before the election. So many nice things happened over Easter weekend across the country, locally even, and then we had that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That to worry about. Well, it's, no one wants to hear ever. Uh, first, let's back up. China is now backing Russia and the Ukraine war. China's devaluating the American dollar across the globe. They're, they're making little deals on the side with the Saudis and Iran and Iraq. And then this. And all the time, wh- what is the Biden administration doing? Not this a whole lot. This is what I want to know. The, China's trying to say the reason they did this was in retaliation of the Taiwanese, you know, the contingency that came over here to meet with Kevin McCarthy. And, of course, you know, when Nancy Pelosi went over there and there was all that big hoopla, I'm like, this has been going on forever. We had uh, all kinds of chances to step up on this, and they ignored it. Put all their focus everywhere else but here, and there you go. That's what happened. It's not good. No, it's not good at all. I just feel bad for the Taiwanese people. They're in big trouble. I was... uh Still okay with the whole situation until somebody showed me what Trump truthed out yesterday about 18 hours ago. And it says simply, World War Three. That's not good. It was, and just to see that written in, like, in black and white there on a, on a social media post was like disturbing, I got to tell you. You know, because they always said that World War Three would be more of a cyber kind of war. Oh, yeah. It would be drones and, you and, know, it was a computerized thing. And, and blah, trade blockades. Yeah. Well, in this case, uh, there you go. They're going to stop Taiwan from uh, doing anything with us. All right, and we'll keep you updated because the, the, just the, the general headline that everybody has is U.S. monitoring situation very closely. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. In better news, yes. got a new Masters winner, got a new green jacket for this guy. From sunrise to sunset, Ron wins the Masters marathon. John Ron! Becoming the fourth Spaniard to do such. Yep, from Espana. 
He's good a uh, he's a good dude. I like him. And how about the how about the Jim Nance call? Well, you know, it, it, people are like from sun up to sundown. What the hell is he talking about? What happened was the weather was so bad on Friday and Saturday. They tried to make a play on Saturday and they couldn't. So that everybody had to start like really, really early, like it's sun up on Sunday to get in all the holes that they missed. So they played like more than eighteen, I guess. So. I think Jim Nance just wanted to say that with drug. <laughs> and you know, he didn't ask to whisper. You realize that. From sunrise to these are the days of our lives. I, who started that? Like sands through the hourglass. I don't <laughs> you know. Because he's in a tent, you know, in a nice little air-conditioned room somewhere away from all of this, watching on monitors. That's why he's so good, though. You know, he knows it's what people want to hear. You always hear the whispering for the final putt to get it in there. In here. On 18. <laughs> right. Goes in the hole. Oh, it's in the hole. But anyway, it was a good tournament all weekend long, except for that tree falling down. Almost hitting wow. people. That was amazing. But they didn't, thank goodness. Thank you. Yeah, the weather turned really ugly on Friday afternoon. It was like, whoa, what the heck happened? Yeah, exactly. So fortunately, it's, it ended well. Hey, something very amazing happening in uh, Texas. With everything going on in your Easter holiday, I don't know if you paid attention to this, but Texas Governor Greg Abbott is stepping up now. He said yesterday afternoon he's calling for a very unique pardon of a U.S. Army sergeant. Did you hear about his story? Yeah. Convicted. Of a 2020 murder of a Black Lives Matter protester. And they all remember what was happening in the summer of 2020 with the riots across the country. Right. Uh, the Republican governor said Daniel Perry, that's his name, was acting in self-defense when he shot and killed Garrett Foster. It was a BLM rally in Austin in July 2020. Now that headline sounds very like uh, milk toast and, and all cleaned up. Daniel Perry was about to get murdered. He defended himself. Yeah, apparently he was driving and it ended up being it was a Black Lives Matter, I don't know, a protest, and he got stuck in the middle of it. And they say the guy that he is accused of shooting pointed the gun at him first. Yeah. And he just fired back, and it's a stand was, your ground kind of situation. He was in a car surrounded by a mob, yeah. and he was about to get killed, and he defended himself. Well, late last week, he was found guilty of murder. Wow. From that case. So Abbott says he has asked the Texas Border Patrol uh, pardons and paroles to send a pardon recommendation to his approval as quickly as possible, which probably will happen. Wow. Wow was right. It's, uh, it's, he was a rideshare driver, by the way. That's why he was there. He was trying to t- you know, pick up, a, a, I guess, his next fare. Who the heck knows? But can you imagine? You know, you get your car gets surrounded by a bunch of people. Somebody throws a gun in your face. You know, you think you're going to die. You shoot back. The next thing you know, you're you're charged with murder. Man, I so you. looking for Greg Abbott. Good for him. I see what happens with that though, because that is <clears throat> that is a wild one. All right, uh, you might become a half a half a million billionaire with the win mega millions. It's up to four hundred and forty-one million for tonight's drawing. Wow, grown and grown. That's nice. What happened yeah. to your Friday tickets, Jen? You were supposed to win for us. I did four bucks. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> we can we can split a donut. <laughs> that's not bad. <laughs> It's better than nothing. I was like, oh my gosh, I won. It went ding, ding. I hear that little sound. Ring, ring. I know, you get so excited. Like, oh. I know. <laughs> four bucks. <laughs> and then I get excited for $4. That is so pathetic. That's okay. You know, spend 20 on a ticket, but you win four bucks and you think you're ahead. That's two more tickets for the next one. That's you it. just roll it forward. That's how they get you. I, I have the winner in my wallet already. All right. So just so you know, I'm just going to keep saying that. One of these days it'll happen. I'm just excited that now that it's over $400 million, we can play this guy again. Across America with Mega Jackpots, it's Mega Millions. Yeah! Yay! What a winner. How exciting. <laughs> Go get him! <'em. laughs> 
All right, we got to, hey, guess what? It's not a fun thing to talk about, but it is tax season. But we found somebody, we've been looking for a long time to find somebody that can give you kind of like last-minute tax tips that may actually save you. Because this is a different kind of season with all the new IRS agents, all the new rules that are in place. They changed a lot of tax laws. A lot of stuff you can't deduct anymore. Jerks. We're going to talk to David Bradley. He calls himself the conservative CPA. If there is such a thing. Well, that's what he's branding okay. himself as, so I'm excited <laughs> to talk to this guy. We're going to talk to him next, in fact. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Welcome back here for the weekend. Hope everybody had an awesome Easter weekend. Uh, the South Florida Morning Show. There's Jen, there's Diener, I'm Bill, and I hate to say it, the next, uh, next big event to look forward to or not look forward to it's tax day right around the corner. And we've been looking, Jen. It's tough to find a tax expert that can help you with last-minute tax tips that's cool, has, knows their stuff, but can talk to you in a common-sense kind of way because, listen, it can be intimidating, but I think we found the right guy. Yeah, David Bradley refers to himself as the conservative CPA. I love that. And I'm thinking, okay, my dad would have liked this guy. <laughs> you know? right. So it's interesting. But tax day, it's usually April 15th, but for whatever reason – Okay, we'll ask it. We'll start with that question, David. Why is it April eighteenth this year? Hi, welcome to the show. Well, it, I, well, thank you very much. I appreciate. Uh, I think they just—it's a collusion to make me work over the weekend. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> forced me to work all weekend. Right. Um, that's what, that was my first thought, but I guess that's not the case. No, fifteenth is Saturday, so if the tax day lands on a weekend or a holiday, then it then it starts. Uh, the deadline becomes the next business day, which is Tuesday, because Monday's a holiday as well. Right. I think they're right to get you. They're making That's you where you're right. That's your theory. But, uh, David, this is obviously, and you know this better than anybody, this is a pretty, uh, pretty interesting tax season because you still have a lot of people coming out of uh, COVID, you know, trying to rebuild their lives. Maybe they went into some tax problems because of that, or they just, you know, face some real tough financial problems. Is has the government been any more forgiving recently because of what we just went through a couple of years ago? Yeah, I mean, you know, they had that in twenty when you took money out of your IRA, you took it out that you could average it over three years. Yeah, with some uh, the COVID, so you didn't have to pay the taxes all at once. So that was a helpful thing at that time. And now that's ending here in twenty two, obviously. And now you had to have paid the tax in full, but. Uh, they're they're not you know obviously they're always flexible on certain things you can't pay you can't pay because I always tell my clients because I specialize in dealing with people with tax issues right is the IRS I mean I don't care if you have two million dollars or 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 hundred dollars if you can only pay what you can pay so people say well I owe so much money there's no way I'm going to be able to pay that and the IRS can't require you to pay something that you can't afford to pay <clears throat> over a certain period of time so everybody's different but. Uh, I always try to calm them down because I'm a therapist first and a CPA second. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because it's important. That's why I look at it because in my heart, my job is to stabilize my my uh, client because they're very stressed sure. when they come in and, and they owe money and they're thinking, oh, my gosh, this thing is overwhelming. I said, don't worry about it. I said, am I going to go to jail? I mean, that's that people ask that all the time. I said, I don't think so. They don't want to feed you. They want you to feed them. Yeah. So they want to keep you out there working. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's very rewarding for me because I'm a, I'm a fighter, so so I enjoy the, the task of solving problems. Well, there was talk that they're hiring, what, 80,000 new agents or I something? I think it was 87,000, it's, it? it's a whole bunch. Where are they putting all these people? Are they going to answer their phone finally well, at the IRS? 
They're getting better now because there's a special line for CPAs, attorneys, world agents called the practitioner priority line. And they're actually answering that phone immediately in most instances lately, which is kind of quite crazy because during COVID, you couldn't even get through on it. Wow. So yeah. That's helped. So let's address that 87,000 agents. It's kind of a misnomer because they may be hiring a lot of people or thinking they're going to hire, but it's there are a lot of people retiring because only one out of my understanding, this was told to me by another revenue officer, one out of 10 even stay with the IRS that actually are employed there. In other words, they go in and they figure out this is a stressful job. And yeah. they, so you have a lot of rotation wow. of people in and out because of the stress of the job and you're dealing with problems and people being upset with you. So uh, that 87,000, there may be 50,000 retiring, right? So it's not really a, they're not adding 87,000 on top of what they already have. Ah, no, but that changes things, huh? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. David Bradley, the conservative CPA, on us with right now. And I know your uh, site is, I believe it's myirsdoctor.com. That's your that's your website, right? Yeah, myirsdoctor. That's my specialty website for tax uh, resolution services. If you got, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening right now, unfortunately, that have been told, or at least they know it's heading this way, that they're heading for a wage garnishment kind of issue because they owe. I mean, is there anything you can do at that point, you know, when you're heading down that road? Like, and I'm, I, I know that you're dealing with a lot of clients and you help them with that way. Can you help them, you know, where it's less wages garnished? What do you do in that case? So the only reason why we call it a wage levy when it talks, when we're talking about the IRS, is that, that the only reason why they levy bank accounts or they levy your wages is because you haven't set up a payment plan or you're not communicating with them. Mm-hmm. That's the telltale sign of a uh, non-communication with the IRS. Hopefully it goes away. Whereas if you call them and structure an installment agreement or you're put in what's called a non-collectible status, you can't pay right now. You can't afford to pay. You're paying your rent, utilities, and if the numbers work out, you can be put in a non-collectible state, meaning they're not going to try to collect from you. Now, the statute, the, the interesting thing about IRS debt is they can only collect from you up to 10 years from the date that it was assessed. So if it was assessed nine years ago, there's only one more year that they have to even collect it. If they can't collect it, they have to write it off by law. Oh, wow. So wow. You, yeah, you, yeah, you look at it's not like a student loan where they chase you the rest of your life and, you know, you've got this ball uh, around your neck and, and you can never uh, discharge it in bankruptcy, you know, because obviously taxes you can discharge in bankruptcy after three years, after they've been assessed for three years. So they give the IRS three-year head start to try to collect on it. But there's only a 10-year window. So sometimes there's strategies in place. You look at the strategy of waiting out the statute because you can't pay instead of filing an offer and compromise because you probably heard that pennies on the dollar type uh, of a settlement. But sometimes it's better to wait the statute out than file an offer. And uh, so we always look at that when we're talking about strategy on Mm -hmm. the client. You know what the most important part I heard about that, you say right at the beginning there, was the worst mistake you can do is cut off contact with the IRS oh. because you know, you well, they won't find me. I'll just, uh, uh, you know, no, you got to keep in community because paying them something is better than nothing, right? They just, they'll they'll really punish you as if you try to hide. Isn't that the case? Yeah, because I had a client email me yesterday and she, of course, I'm working on the weekend, mind you, I'm not really <laughs> working on Sundays, but right. yeah, this, is, this is unique circumstances. But, but she says, are they, if I just make payments, will they leave me? I said, you have to set up a official installment agreement and communicate with them. You can't just not communicate and send the money and hope they, they will uh, come after you, even, even though you haven't set something up 
specific with them, they will still could still wage uh, levy and, and bank levy, and you don't want that waking up one morning and all your money's gone. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, they have more power than I think anybody, the IRS. Very fearful organization. Sure. Are they any friendlier? Remember, David, they, they did that whole campaign, the friendlier, gentler IRS. Mm. Has it ever, have they you ever know, gotten friendlier? I've, yeah, I mean, really, because I deal with them almost daily, you know, uh, and, and really there are a lot of good people wanting to solve the problem. They're not out to try to, you know, obviously there are some rogue agents I've dealt with, especially in exam. And uh, I've, I've only had one client ever audited in 20-some years of, of uh, preparing returns. My oh, wow. clients that I prepared, but I've represented a lot of people in exams right. that get themselves in trouble or go to a different preparer that puts interesting things down. You know, you see the signs out there with get $7,000 back and a refund. <laughs> well, a lot of those are people are putting down things on a tax return that are not accurate to get that higher refund. That's why they're getting those refunds and then the people get in trouble. Can, can I ask a question? To, to clean it up. What would be one of those things that people put on a tax return well, that you're not supposed to? Yeah, Jen's got, a, Jen's got a checklist which she wants to go through. <laughs> oh, I got a hundred stories. No, the, the, uh, the, so I had one guy come in. He says, I, I, I have this money that I owe the IRS. And he said, I got audited. And you look at it. So I said, bring it over. Let me look at it. I said, what is this thing here for? It was like 30 some thousand dollars in auto and truck expenses. In other words, it was mileage. So and it was a, he was a W-2 employee. Right. And the only thing that had a Schedule C, which is a business, and the only thing on that Schedule C was for, was for a mileage. So he didn't have any income. There wasn't any other expenses. It was just they plugged a mileage number in, which reduced his taxable income down, and he got a bigger refund. Oh, boy. Even though it was, he never owned, he doesn't even own a business. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And that's, the yeah, I you mean, think? they're going to see that a mile away, aren't they? Right. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. It was immediate. The computers picked up on that immediately. And it was, because uh, most, most these audits, they don't, it's not like there's a guy and they're going through his tax return. And he's, oh, let's look at that one. If, if the computer picks them out, spits them out, then a human being looks at it. Right. And figures if there's something there. But, it, you know, they're, they're spit out to him. So that's just one example. I had another one where I had a exam where, this guy's a car dealer, and he's flipping flipping cars, and and it was a three-year audit. In the first year, I was able to get him a refund on the first year, even when he's audited. Second year, he owed a couple thousand dollars. The third year, she wanted one hundred and sixty thousand dollars in that when it was the same business doing the same thing, the same volume, oh, same documentation, <laughs> and so those kind of situations where. You know, I ended up having to ended up having to go to to uh, higher levels to get it taken care of, but I got it down to zero. I mean, nice I got work. it because he didn't know anything. Right. Wow. You know, from one hundred and sixty grand to zero. But that, that, that's just stuff that we do, and and you know, not every file is the same. But um, I always look to see what can we do within the letter of the law, and make sure what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Well, especially with, uh, you know, as we're kind of rolling up on, as Jen said, the 18th for uh, tax deadline day, we're, we're like in the red zone now for this stuff. So for last minute, you know, tax filing tips or you think you're going to be in trouble. I think we mentioned the website already. It's myirsdoctor.com, right? But David Bradley, where else do we find you online? Yeah, I have my other main website is cpafirmdallas.com. That is my general website. My IRS doctor is my specialty for tax resolution. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, okay. So what was the main one again? Yes, CPA firm 
Dallas.com, CPA firm Dallas.com. I'm here in the DFW Metroplex. Well, that's awesome, David. Thank you so much Thanks. because it's, uh, listen, tax stuff can be intimidating, so you make it simple for us. I appreciate your time. I think we're going to be talking to you again pretty soon, unfortunately. Jen's got some more write offs she wants to ask you about. <laughs> Just think about this question. I'm if ready. they accept it, do they come back and audit you after the fact? That's all no. I want to know. Oh, boy. If they accept it, no. no they, yeah. Well, they have the three year window, so once your three year window, unless there's uh, underreported income at six years, and if there's fraud, there's no statute. So, so uh, those are the numbers so three years is kind of your normal window all okay. right david appreciate your time so much buddy i don't know how what do you say happy tax season i don't know but uh, get hopefully you can get some sleep soon no yeah no i'm, I'm i feel like i'm 25 so i'm i'm rolling <laughs> all right so, way to uh, go man. appreciate appreciate you and jennifer uh, uh having me on the show absolutely well, we'll talk we to you again soon pal take care appreciate your time so take much care. All right, and uh, coming up next, we got some more headlines for you. What was Trump's, uh, how was his reception at the UFC event in Miami? Oh, they love him. Yes, they do. That <laughs> more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Also, I want to say, greatest president in the history of the world, sitting right there. I love that guy. Hi. It really is a different kind of scene. You got uh, former President Trump at the UFC event in Miami, Kaseya. Got to get used to saying that. Kaseya Arena. Whatever, it's where the heat play. But called out by Jorge Masvidal, local like fighter, that. UFC fighter, because Trump was there, front row. Now, get this crew. Trump, Mike Tyson, Kid Rock, and Dana White, president of the UFC. Isn't that amazing? What a group. What a, Did they talk, share a lift coming down, Diener? <laughs> talk about, talk about uh, people from every walk of life. Holy cow. I can't imagine a conversation between Donald Trump and Mike Tyson. That that would that makes me laugh actually. Somebody should reenact the conversation between the two. Oh, that would be amazing. Who sits in the back seat if they all share a lift? Uh, they would have to put Dana White in the back. Does Dana White go in the back? Even though it's on it's his event. Yes. It's <laughs> I don't know. Trump in the front seat, Kid Rock is like in the in the station wagon fold out chair. <laughs> Trump would Trump would tell the driver, get the hell out of here, I'm driving. <laughs> That's right, he's driving everybody. <laughs> But then uh, Jorge and did Masvidal win that fight? He I know he announced his retirement at the same event. A lot happened. Grabs the mic from Joe Rogan and he's he's done. Yeah, he's retired. Just, I thought he won his fight. I have I, no idea. I thought he won too, but apparently I was looking up the results and he actually no? did lose by oh. a uh, decision. Oh, okay. I guess okay. Joe Rogan talked to him because he knew he was going to retire. Maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So that that might have been the plan all along. But then, of course, well, even before that happened, so Trump, and this was a total surprise, like you said, Jen, you saw videos of people going, oh, my God, look who's walking down the aisle. Nobody knew Trump was coming, and when they put him on the big screen, it was this reaction. And, of course, a USA chant. It really is amazing. What, let me ask you this. Was was anything held up because it looked like everybody was already seated before the president walked in? Like he came looked in like at the it. last second. Looked so like he came curious. in. So they had the, the pre, you know, the undercard fights first. And I guess the, the ones that were part of the, the pay-per-view, you know, the last two or three fights or whatever. I think he came in right before that. Okay. Because the video I saw was literally a couple of guys sitting behind him. Yeah. Maybe a couple of rows. And the guy, all of a sudden, he's they're filming the ring. And all of a sudden, the guy goes, yo, that's a Secret Service agent. <laughs> There's another Secret Service agent. There's a bunch of secret, somebody important here. And they, they don't know who it is. And then two seconds later, Trump walks like right in front of the guy. And he goes, oh, my God, it's the president. <laughs> 
So it was pretty cool. Quite a response. You know, I, would, I think this is something, too. I think there's a reason why he was there other than being a friend of those guys and seeing the fights. It's a big, important voting block. They call them, you know, this, the UFC dudes. So you figure that's guys in their 20s and early 30s. They're young guys, yeah. Young guys, males, usually like, you know, young professionals. Remember they used to talk about NASCAR dads? You got to win the NASCAR dads in the, in the election. Now you got to win the UFC. Because kids. that's that's the future of your voter base. There you go. Well, it's the only place you're going to grow, right? Yeah. It's uh, so good for him and he was loved. It but it's wow. just it's just so weird that he shows up at these events. <laughs> it's like, "Hello, I'm going to stop by, say hello to my buddies." And he's go hang with Dina. Some guy too. I don't know what fight Dina, I don't know if you saw this though. Somebody got knocked out cold. Flipped around and did a face plant, literally uh, on the ground. Oh. There's a still shot of Tyson looking at it. Mike Tyson, I know this is a visual, but he's literally giving a facial expression like, oh! Get <laughs> <laughs> Tyson that reaction. He's made people fall like that. <laughs> I was going to oh say gosh. that he should be used to that, really. And Trump has no reaction. He's just like, yeah, okay. He's like, yeah, it's what I wanted to do to Pence. <laughs> Bill Barr's neck. Bill Barr, I'd put him in a, I'd put him in a chokehold, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, other entertainment stuff that happened this weekend. Boy, everybody thought this would do well, not this well. Not sure if you know who I am, but I'm about to rule the world. The Super Mario movie was super at the box office. Made uh, $377 million in worldwide wow. ticket sales. Wow. Uh, here, just about uh, just under $205 million. That's amazing. It sure is. Biggest opening of 2023 so far, and also the biggest global box office opening of any animated film. I was surprised it wasn't a Disney film that had would have that. You would think. You it's, know what, though? The, the, the movies they make out of uh, classic video game things, remember, they had huge Asian markets first. True. So worldwide, Super Mario is... But you also have to think about, look how long Mario's been around. Yeah. I mean, Mario's been around since I was a kid, for goodness sakes. Right. You know, it's like, okay... You know, so maybe after college I was playing Mario, and then it just got bigger after that. So, so they, they always have the, uh, you know, the the fended, the Rotten Tomatoes score on this thing. They always have the popcorn score, which is for the people. Right. And then a splat score that where the, the critics chime in. It, it ticked down a little bit as far as the audience score, but it set a record at first. For the entire weekend, except today, it had a 100% approval rating. Wow. It's never been happened for it, for a movie like that. It's never happened. And it's down now to 96%, but still that's like historic. Wow. Even the critics put it at 56%. That's incredible. And then Jack Black, I guess he sings in the movie, <laughs> the, the Princess the Princess Peach. I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what's going on in this world. But then he, the same day the movie came out, he dropped a music video. Of course. So there's He's a, everywhere these days, by the way. Boy, yeah, he was in The Mandalorian. Now he's in this. He's making a resurgence of black of Jack Black. Well, when you have a an angelic voice like this, Jen. Okay. Why wouldn't you be everywhere? Peaches, 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 peaches. That's it. That's all you need to know. Peaches, 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 peaches. Did you ever listen to Tenacious D at all? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Who? That was his band. Yeah, before he got into acting. Tenacious D. He was in a band? Oh yeah. It was him and another guy, this bald guy. What was that guy's name? Oh, I, I can't name. remember. Wasn't he an elf? Oh, he might have been. I think he's the other guy next to Andy Richter, an elf. Yeah, he might have been. Oh, now I have to go now. look this up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so, I'm, I'm enthralled. Then he, then he re-earthed, uh, regurgitated uh, Heavy D after School of Rock. That's right. Yep. And there's all your fun facts for Jack Black <laughs> today, everybody. Wow, look at that. All right, well, more fun facts coming up during Rapid Fire coming up next. We'll go around the room some headlines. Keep it here. The South Florida Morning Show. 
for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Let's get after it. So much happened over the weekend. Some of it's pretty heavy news. Others, it's just entertaining. But uh, Jen's going to kick it off. What you got? This isn't entertaining, especially if you paid that $65,000 send your kid to this school. Oh, Rutgers uh-oh. in just about uh, 30 minutes. All 7,000 professors at Rutgers University are going to be walking the picket line. Okay, if I'm really? a student or a parent paying for the kid, I'm demanding a refund. Sorry, you're, you're, you're not showing up for a class that I'm paying for. Excuse me? Get nine, to work. 9,000 professors at three separate campuses Good across Lord. New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey's Governor Phil Murphy is calling on both sides to meet with him in Trenton. I haven't heard anything about whether or not they're going to meet. It'll be the first time there's been a strike at Rutgers in 256 years. I wonder what happened then. How many students are you? Well, wow. I, think it's, I think that's when it was formed. There's oh, never oh. been a strike. Is what I was going to say. It was like, they, where's our mead? University officials say classes will be held today as scheduled. Say that to the 67,000 students who are going to show up and there's not going to be a professor. I, I just, I, it's not as bad as public school, high school, or elementary school teachers holding kids hostage, but this is pretty bad. You, well, pay, you pay for them. I got news for you. You're not going to get a TA. You're not going to get a graduate student. No one's going to show up in class. They're not going to go against the professor that's paying them or make sure they had a job. They so should, they should refund whatever class time they miss, every credit hour, whatever oh, it would, is, and that's I expensive. I would be livid that's, if my kids went to school. There. That's the thing, right? I mean, like, oh my god! You guys said it, but can you imagine no. how frustrating that would be? You're paying all that money for a university like Rutgers, and there's just let's face it, you're like out. you're about a month and a half away from most finals for schools. I don't know what Rutgers' yeah, schedule true. is like, but you, you final preparations for this, and you get a massive distraction. What if you're a senior? You're about to graduate, but you need this final grade. Yeah. You need it bad, and there's no professor there to give it to you. I, I don't know. It's crazy. I hate every bit about that. I really do. I don't know. Well, you know what? They looked at L.A. They ended up winning. Yep. Yeah. Three days they went on strike. They get their 30% raise and all their benefits. Boy. That's what happens when you bow to the angry mob. You're right, Diener. You're exactly right. Yeah. Well, we'll get to the uh, lighter stuff in just a bit, but this is as heavy as you can possibly get. So the headline is, U.S. is watching the situation between China and Taiwan very closely. Yeah. Because it's basically a... Uh, well, it's a standoff between the uh, Taiwanese military, whatever they have for ships, and China is surrounding that island right now as we speak. Wasn't helpful that Lindsey Graham said this over the weekend. They're setting the stage possibly for a blockade of Taiwan, that the Communist Chinese Party is going to test us dramatically this year and next year before the election. Also raised the possibility wow. and maybe probability would send troops. Wonderful. Not Don't good. want that. Not no good. one wants troops in Taiwan. No. See, I'm, I'm hoping this is just China flexing its muscle because this was their response to the ta- Taiwanese. Was the president or or just the consulates, the representatives who came over to meet with uh, McCarthy in I, Taiwan? It was just representatives. I, just I don't think it was. I think the vice president came. Okay. Yeah. Because the main dude was back home trying to secure the country. And, Stop a war. I don't know. Uh, we also had another uh, representative, Michael McCall from Texas, who said this. China's going to try to influence this next election and take over the island without a shot fired. There's that, too. Could see that. Wow. And there goes democracy on Taiwan. I mean, who's going to stop them if they just pull up to their surrounded, if they just pull up to the shore of Taiwan and march up? And then maybe the people will say, okay, well, we'll vote for whatever. Just avoid war. We'll just get hand over everything to China. Maybe they'll vote that in. I don't think it's very far-fetched. Boy. This is a bad scene, man. Hopefully it cools down. Not good. Hope for the best. Well, 
I'll lighten up a little bit with please. When, when I talk about Gavin Newsom and DeSantis, oh jeez, and it's lightening it up, you know the things are heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so Gavin Newsom, of course the uh, the governor of California, if that's what you want to call him. He's out there making the rounds because, you know, his name is out there as far as a possible Democratic candidate. Now that Robert F. Kennedy has put his name in the hat, mm-hmm, right. we still don't know what Joe Biden is doing, the speculation there. So Gavin Newsom is doing the weekend shows and he's talking to MSNBC and he, they asked him about Ron DeSantis. Uh-oh. Do you, would you like to know what Gavin Newsom said about oh, Ron DeSantis? Oh, God. Okay. Well, they asked him about him possibly running against Donald Trump. His okay. response was, quote, he's going to get rolled by Trump. Honestly, if I were offering political advice, I would tell him to pack it up and wait a few years and actually do some of the hard work, not just identity and culture war. Yeah. Wow. That's, That's not Gavin good. Newsom on Ron DeSantis' wow. presidential hopes for 2024. It's quite a move for... You look at the state that California's in right now, and it's a disaster. Just look at San Francisco, some oh, of their other major terrible. cities. LA's still a mess, too. And and for him to just leave that state, talk about other states, right? that is some cajones right it there. It sure is. But well, you know what? They get away with it, though, because yeah. you've got a, a news media now that completely covers for them. I mean, right, exactly. So they have no accountability, and that's that's the playbook on that end. It's they're always, everything's fine. Don't look over here while things are burning down, mm. literally. So wow. true. How about that, though? He says he's going to get rolled by Trump. He actually may. I mean, he might. I mean, it's, Gavin Newsom may not be wrong. I know. But it's but just kind of wild it. to hear him say it, yeah. Still saying it may not run. I know, you've been saying it. You're on your island, Jen. You're on your island and saying I'm, it. You might I'm be right. Starting it's to think, I'm starting to think now. I hope DeSantis doesn't run. <laughs> I, right. I don't. I, right. I think he's going to have to have a, an awakening there that he doesn't have a shot. Everything run. changed with this indictment. Yes. It, all of it. Yes. They, they have to start to unify. They got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> but this administration better stop rolling eggs down the White House lawn and worry about what's going on in mm. Taiwan. Uh, Generation Z. Gen Z. Yeah. Zoomers. Anybody born mid to late 1990s to early 2010s? Okay? I was not. My kids just missed it. They're oh. the generation before. They are more likely, the Gen Zers, more likely than any other generation to date to invest saved money on their pet over going on vacation. Really? Well, that's interesting. interesting. Isn't that amazing? That, yeah. I would have thought it would be the, the opposite. Uh, they showed 15% of Gen Zers would rather buy an expensive concert ticket or go on a vacation. Wow. This is the funny part, though. They are much prefer to spend money on their pet than their partner. That I see. Yes, yeah. That wow. I can totally see. Non-committal. Wow. There's less, less of them it. getting married now. They're not buying homes. Relationships are much different nowadays. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they say they get more enjoyment watching their pet be happy over a $100 toy than anything else. I think that's got to change, wow. right? I mean, our Gen Zers... Statistically speaking, of course, it's not to paint with a broad brush, but brush. But are they just late bloomers in that aspect? You know I, what I mean? Like eventually, you get into your late twenties, you realize, you know what, my dog or cat, not really doing it for me. I want to start a family now. Well, and usually, I mean, I had dogs all my life, and I can remember my mother saying, "When you have a baby, these are all be nothing," yeah. and I'd be like, "Never." My dog's my life. And the minute I had a baby, it was like, you're right. You forget you have like, a dog. Eh, get out of here. It's like, oh, we have a cat? <laughs> yeah. Where do you come from? I, I just think Gen Zers have just been coddled for so long. They can't handle responsibility. And yeah. I'm not saying that a bad thing. It's, you know. No, I hear you. I, it, it's, it's because of what they've been brought up like. You know, they started with participation trophies right out of the womb. Yep. So they never got to a no. So not challenged by much. Yeah. So.
Hmm. And that's not a, it's not their fault. I mean, it's just right. the, the society that has interesting made them. Well, I don't know if they're playing lottery, but if they are, Ooh. one of them might win $441 million. That's what Mega Millions is. Wow. Across America oh. with Mega Jackpots. It's Mega Millions. Yeah. All I care about is we get to play that guy again. <laughs> Did best. you buy our tickets? Uh, no. Why not? <laughs> because you were all confident on Friday. <laughs> Got our winning tickets. I thought I did. Said, remember the quote a couple of times. Well, I'll take care of you guys. Yeah. I did. I won four bucks. Well, I'll give hey, you 50 cents. Fork it over. <laughs> Let's go. I said, I'll take care of you. But that's tonight if you're playing Good Luck. I actually am going to play this one. It is. It's pretty high now. I saw the billboard leaning to the left when I, I drove down 95. Yeah. <laughs> Powerball's $189 million or know, something that, like that. That's not bad that. either. I, yeah. I See, that's the killer. Look at that. Uh, Change. Just, it's... it's <laughs> That's like tips for the crew. Stop. <laughs> so you guys had a nice Easter yesterday, right? Yeah. Nice Easter weekend. Beautiful. How about you? Yes, it was great. We had a really good time. Unfortunately, I missed. I didn't get to. I was so distracted by Easter and the resurrection of Jesus that I forgot to celebrate National Chicken Little Awareness Day. Huh? Get this. <laughs> Google. Oh. Yes. Good old Google that just annoys, uh, ignores, you know, typical holidays or anything having to do with Christianity. They act like it doesn't exist. Oh, they make it generic. Yeah. So people typed in, this became like a viral thing yesterday. And this was this was real. I saw this verified from a lot of different people on social media. If you typed in on Google yesterday, what holiday is today? Nothing came up about Easter. No way. Nothing. Come on. Nothing. You had to type in specifically what Christian holiday is celebrated on April 9th. Is that right? This year. Are you kidding me? Yes. And really? Not, and I mean, they didn't have anything well, on their Google Well, they didn't even mention art. Passover or anything like that? I'm not sure, actually. I don't I don't remember seeing anything but on their they Google don't mention or Passover. How about Jack? Nothing for Easter. Instead, when people Googled what holiday is today, they got two answers that I saw. Oh, no. National Chicken Little Awareness Day. Whatever that is. And National Chinese Album Cookie Day. So well, that sounds good. It does sound good. So Maybe. Chicken Little, the thing where the sky's falling, yeah. the sky's yeah. falling? Yeah. Really? Uh, yep. It was a thing. <laughs> they, and you had to but Google specifically something about Easter or a Christian holiday to get an answer from Google about Easter being yesterday. Well, it, it, there's always been that speculation wow. that the big tech is anti-God. Yeah, well. This doesn't help their reputation at all. Apparently, they like Chinese almond cookies, though. Well, so do I. So oh. do I. We like it when new things come out. Just yes. unreal, though, right? How about that's that? crazy. Yep. That is, that's sad, is what that is. It is. Coming up next, uh, we'll have stuff on the Masters, some headlines, but we have to get to something that is a verified true story that we have to get to the bottom of, speaking of religion and religious leaders. The Dalai Lama. Oh, Oh, what is up? Did something so unbelievable bizarre over the weekend that's on video he had to apologize for, actually. I might have to put this on the blog. It this was funny, guys. was trying so, to find something. What did he do? I mean, so weird. Yeah. It's, it was like a meet and what, whatever he has, meet and greets, whatever. But it was, uh, well, we'll tell you. How to, don't even okay. Know I'm still trying to figure out how to describe it. Yeah. Anyway, we got that more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Sunrise to sunset. Ron wins the Masters Marathon. John Rom, congratulations and congratulations to Jim Nance. Sunrise, sunset. I thought he was going to break in a song there for it a minute. Was so dramatic. <laughs> it's like okay. Sunrise. To, these are the days of our lives. Wow. But Masters yeah. in the books. That was a nice tournament. 
not a bad day for John Rahm. He takes home $3.2 million. Is that how much it is? That's how much he made. And yeah. a spiffy new jacket. And a spiffy new jacket that we found out earlier. Uh, they get to keep for a year. They can wear it, whatever. I would assume they probably have to ask permission from PGA, I would assume, or Augusta, one of the two. Where would you take it? First Me? place. Wearing the jacket, where would you go? Me? First place I'd go. Home Depot. Yeah, exa- perfect. And go lay on one of the green fake rugs. <laughs> See if it's I like blend. It's like a green screen. Do I blend in? I'd go on, the same color. I'd go on one. I'd wear it and go on one of those Husqvarna tractors they have on display. <laughs> hey, how you doing? You need any lawn care? Something like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Good Go to him. a Chick-fil-A. I don't know. McDonald's. Walk in. And, and then no one at McDonald's probably know what you're wearing. Yeah. Too well, young. I mean, you know, like Diener said before, and Phil Mickelson wanted a few years ago, he took it to a donut shop. Yeah. Was it one of the Jupiter Donut places? What, that one? Is that where he went to? That would have been awesome. Imagine that. Uh, the, he, I think he just drove to like Krispy Kreme afterwards. Oh, okay. Good man. <laughs> It's yeah, a good man. It'd be it's, like Elon Musk wandering into Five Guys, you know? Yeah, with exactly. His, with his, you know, helmet on for, I'm taking off to space next. Who knows? So that was a good, uh, good day for a him. good tournament to take us away from the uh, troubles of the world. Because the, just real quickly, we've covered it ad nauseum here, but the U.S. keeping a close eye on China versus Taiwan, a potential blockade happening here. Does that give you any comfort? <laughs> uh, when we, you know, it used to be we're keeping a close eye on things. You, you knew nothing would happen. Yeah. No. I, this, this, uh, it's very unsettling. That's, that's the problem is who we have in charge now. Yeah. But uh, he's rolling know. eggs down the the White House lawn. By the yeah, way, that's good for him. Good yeah. place for him. So that's what they're doing. All right, then we got to get to this, and I'm just going to read the headline because it's so bizarre. Diener brought this in. He goes, "This is a true story." First of all, we all know the Dalai Lama, right? The yeah. Dalai Lama, the flowing robes, the grace, <laughs> all striking. <laughs> Uh, he is yeah. apologizing. I'll read it straight. He's apologizing after video emerged of him kissing a young boy on the lips and asking him to suck on his tongue. Oh, this is a real, this is a real thing. Like yeah. this is a, that's the verbatim headline. That's it. From the wire service. It was filmed last month, Jen. It's drawn outrage from some, as you can imagine. Can you imagine? Like this kid's parents. A statement is out today from the exiled Tibetan spiritual leader's office. It, he has, like, a press secretary and stuff? Apparently so. He is his holiness. He says he wants to apologize to the boy and his family for the hurt his words may have caused. goes on to say, the Dalai Lama often teases people he meets in a playful and innocent way. I don't know how about innocent that was. That's, That's kind of creepy. It is a very odd-looking scene. Yeah. He's also 87. Yeah. You know, so it, 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 there, there comes a time in an older person's life, because I watched it with my father, much to my dismay, they lose all filters. It's whatever is top of mind comes out of their mouth. Pretty it's much. Like, oh my God, Dad, you can't say that. Why and with, not? And with the Dalai Lama, you got to imagine too. This is somebody that's been so like, not closed off, but he's insulated from reality. I mean, for and for forever. What do you say though? I, I would be upset that he kissed the kid on the lips. Yeah, there Never was mind. that. And then to make and, it worse, and then with to that. make it worse by saying you know to do this, I'd be like, okay, something wrong there. I don't call that playful. I'm sorry. Very odd kind of scene. Yeah. I don't know. Really, really I, I just couldn't believe that's a real story. And it sure sounds like it would be fake. Yeah, it does. But they said now it's it's like, you know, it's one of those things that once it, it has a few legs, then it turns into like a centipede. Every, it's like everywhere. Mm. So now all of a sudden it's showing up everywhere. I'm like, holy cow. Wow. So it's, I don't know. What do you do to the Dalai Lama? He's the Dalai Lama. 
You can't even find him. Yeah, it's, he's on the run <laughs> somewhere. God knows where the hell he is. I he's don't know. He's exiled, but I mean, geez. All right, right. well. Very strange. That's the weirdest story to start off the week. Mm-hmm. Got some other things to talk about. Normally, coming up next, we talk to Jay Ratliff, uh, Flight 850, our aviation segment, but he is uh, he is out today. But we still have an airline story to talk about. Did you see this? One airline concept would eliminate middle seats. It's it's a crock, is what it is. <laughs> it's. I don't think this is the solution they're looking for. I saw the picture. It's a crock. Uh, it's, uh, nah, nah. Looks very weird. I don't know. It's, it's it's I just think it's it's just the airlines trying to get more people on board because they're in so much trouble. Absolutely. We'll go around with some uh, more headlines too. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Hey, thank you so much for being here. Hope everybody had a nice uh Easter weekend, even if you don't celebrate that, maybe Passover, maybe nothing. I don't know, but welcome back. Yeah. You guys have a nice Easter? Wonderful. How about you? It was great. Easter egg hunts went well. No one got hurt. There was no blood. I know you had about a thousand people around your barbecue. <laughs> it's funny. It's supposed to be a little family thing, yeah. and then it just turned into, it just ballooned. It so grew now and it grew. Is, now it has become a, a neighborhood tradition, we uh. decided last night. So, From uh, our resident Catholic and Disney expert, Diener. You went uh, to Disney Mass? No. Oh. He's just, that's two things on his business card. That's, that's true. I just listed them. Okay. And uh, Lauren and I went to church at her request. Wow. This is a nice Jewish girl saying, let's go to, I, and I give your wife credit. So when the Jewish girl wants to go to church, you got to go to church. Wow. It's you just po- the way it's going to happen. You posted that picture and I was like, Bill went to church? And you You're- didn't believe it, did you? No, you thought I it didn't. was fake news. I thought, you know, <laughs> Diener, you know, I, I see pictures of Diener like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday nah. in front of the church with the kids and, you know, getting this and getting that. And I'm thinking, no. and all of a sudden I see a picture in front of the church. I went, he walked past it. <laughs> <laughs> It was a setup. I, it, I did not get struck down by lightning. That was the first good step. And the nice. church still standing? The church is still standing. It was a wonderful service. We went to St. Thomas More, which is my, where my mom always went in oh, uh, cool. in uh, Boynton. That's and a nice church. Lauren got hit. That this pastor went a little crazy with the holy water thing. Oh, He's yeah. like whipping it around. It's like, and he had a guy with a jug of water behind him for refills. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and it got a bunch of it got on Lauren. She didn't melt. Wow. Yeah, melt it. <laughs> so it was good. When it I was, was all girl, all good. When I was growing up, we had the you know the priest at uh, our, um, our Lady of Lords, where we went to for years, right. growing up, baptized there and everything. And so they they knew us and they knew my mom. And every time it was a big mass, and they go around with the holy water. It's if you've never seen it before, it's it looks like a rattle, it looks like a baby's rattle, but with yeah. holes in it. And they that's what it, it is. It's so kind of what it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But on a, is it on, always on a chain? No. What, does this guy have like a mace? This guy was whipping it around. <laughs> really? Oh, it's unreal. But it's go ahead, usually, I'm sorry. It just looks like, a, like you said, a rattle. It's yeah, amazing. that's usually what it is. Well, he had a fancy one. But so they dip it in like a bucket of holy water and on a special mass, they would go up and down the row and sprinkle holy water on the congregation. Sure. Sometimes you get soaked. Yeah, sometimes. And that's what our priest used to do. He would <laughs> seek us out. He would look for us and then you'd see him in the corner of his eye. There they are. He'd take it and just wham. <laughs> Whack us with the holy water. See, I love that. Every time. That's why, for whatever reason, Lauren was on an end dial here. And it was, it was it was like standing room only almost. So we had like chairs behind the pews. It was it was that packed. And a lot, oh, wow. of, a lot right. of it hit her. And I was expecting her to. Oh, it burns. Oh, it burns. Oh, stop it. <laughs> but 
<laughs> it was all good. It all worked out okay. It all worked out all right. <laughs> no, it was very nice. That's good. It was. It was a great Easter. It was nice. Wow. That's nice to know. Yeah. We had a good time. My brother, you know, we started a, a, a family text yesterday, early morning. My brother Ooh. goes, sorry I'm late. I was in church. My brother, my other brother and me went, what? <laughs> See, this must be, I hate to. Well, it was the last time you went to my, wow. I think my father's funeral was the last time he was in a church. I hope it's not a sign of end times because it's like people like your brother, me going back to church. It's, I don't know. Scary. I even deal. stopped at a church on the way home on Friday. All right, yeah? that's it. It's over. That's now it's, I did yeah. not go yesterday and I apologize. God forgive me. But you tried. I, no, I, I just couldn't get out of the house yesterday. Yeah. Speaking Too of Easter, they always do this on the Monday after. I don't know whether it's going on now or they already did. I'm sure video is coming out of the Easter egg roll in the White House lawn. It's Joe going Biden, on now. Joe Biden rolling down a hill, probably literally. They painted him like an Easter egg. In yeah, just, yeah. Go! <laughs> he just told Al Roker he has all intentions of running for re-election. All intentions. Yes. He kind of has okay. to say that, though, doesn't he? I guess. I think I he's buying know. time. Right? I yeah. Know. Like on Earth? Or yeah, like- well, yeah, it could be. <laughs> it, it, in this interview with Al Roker while he was, and, and Halle Bailey's there now, the girl that plays the Little Mermaid, she's showed up. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, this is more like Jill Biden, First Lady's event, and she calls it education. Oh, no. Not oh. me, her. Awful. God. It's all about education. They're even screwing this up. So uh, 30,000 30, kids are at the White House. What? Yeah. 30,000. How are they housing 30,000 kids? Well, the South Lawn's really large. Oh, geez. But they do it in sections, you know, they do oh. it age wise. So. They're all ones that are like, go! <laughs> this is one of those events. It's like a this full arena. Like, <laughs> you know, this is kind of like, you know, at IRK when, when the new country station does rib roundup and everyone's all hands on deck. Yeah, that's, that's what, that what is. this is like oh at the White gosh. House. All hands on deck. Get out there and roll eggs with these kids. Breaking news new rib roundup will be on the White House lawn. <laughs> now, that would be something. That would be great. <laughs> Wow. By the way, your headline, Jen, that you, we just casually mentioned of Joe Biden saying he has all intentions of running. Yes. There's breaking news just now scrolling across Fox News. I'm planning news. on running. There you planning. Go. Planning. Oh, so he's planning on running. So Al Roker got the quote? I guess Al so. Al Roker got the quote. Wow. I thought he already said this, though. I no, or, he didn't I, I don't say know. I'm running. He just said I'm planning on running. Planning. You know, it's it's so not, not really the, that's not the official not breaking news because he has said I plan on doing it. I just haven't uh, made up my mind of when I'll do it officially. Good to see you. Oh, I'm planning on running, running to the outhouse <laughs> to get ice cream. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll update you a little bit later on in the uh, Taiwan China situation as the U.S. is monitoring that very closely. But in the meantime, you reminded me of this talking about the Biden administration. You know it pains me. Oh, dear. It pains me to give them such credit for this, but it's bloody brilliant. Did you hear about this over the weekend? They're going to hire, the, the Biden administration, an army, an army, they call it, of TikTok influencers to push this 2024 campaign. And I'm sorry, that is absolutely brilliant. Just is. Well, they're going to end up winning. Of course. It's, it's, you know, we've said if you win the, the, the younger vote, hence why Trump probably went to the UFC fight. How much is an army hunt literally into the several hundred TikTok influencers to push the Biden administration's agenda? It's brilliant. Oh, and if these go. stupid, dopey old Republicans don't wake up and start doing the same thing, the reason why <clears throat> TikTok's influence, nobody understands the data thing. They don't care. They got everything they want anyway. It's one of the best influential devices ever made. It's brainwashing. Oh, it's without you can a doubt. Brainwash, the way it's designed, you can brainwash anybody you want with it with an agenda. It's so true. Whoever yeah. controls this thing for you, they're going to have them. And, and if the Republicans don't wake up and get somebody hip on this thing, 
They're, they're always a day late and a dollar short. It's so sad how stupid they are. It's, you know what, they... They listened. They finally listened. Probably as much as I hate to say it, to the AOCs of the world. She's probably been on this since day one. You people need to get on the bandwagon here and smarten up. Listen to how committed they are. And again, I told you this pains me. This is such a good idea. The president's digital strategy team. Oh dear. Is connecting with those social media celebrities and offering them their own briefing rooms in the White House. Oh dear. This isn't just like. Hey, we'll put your list. You're on our email list, and if you can post some stuff sometimes. No! They will be in meetings with a directed agenda on what to post and exactly Uh, what messages to get across. This is brilliant. Yeah, they got it down. The Republicans better respond, and they better respond quickly. Or we can only hope that the Democratic move is in response to something the Republicans already have in place. But I doubt it. No, it's not. Yeah, I doubt it. They're not smart enough, unfortunately. Oh, God. Oh, God. It comes. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, no. It comes as the Biden administration has endorsed the Restrict Act, a bill that proposes a total ban of severe restrictions in the reach and power of Chinese-owned TikTok. The Restrict Act that has nothing to do with all they want to do is get this is the Digital Patriot Act where it looks good on paper. But what they want to do is get full access to what you can post, what you have posted, what access to your all your digital accounts. And when it's digital currency, they have access to all that and a social credit score. So if you're not doing and saying the right things, they can withhold your money. I like this is it. This is this is atrocious. What is what are these dopey Republicans done to stop it? Nothing. Nothing. They they even understand it. That's the problem. I don't know. You, you know that Mitch McConnell, the turtle, doesn't. The, the army of TikTok influencers. Holy cow. It's so smart, though. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. You're right. Wow. We had this conversation yesterday. Whoever rules TikTok wins this election. It's true. I mean, that, that, that essentially is a propaganda department, right? Of course it is. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much what they're doing. Of course it is. But it's propaganda still smart. Propaganda department, fully funded and organized. You know they're good at this. They're not good at much, but they're good at this. Yeah. The messaging. They are. Let's give them credit for that. Sure. Combined with one of the most effective brainwashing tools we've ever seen in technology. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's what they're doing. Good job. And they got to give them credit for being smart about oh, it. I, they, I, like I mean, said, it's, Diener, it's brilliant. Yeah. Despicable, but smart. Yeah. Crazy. There you go. <laughs> oh, well. We need better news after that. Jeez, we have any good news? Do you? Okay, hit it. <laughs> Play the hits, you, Jen. What do you, you got? You called out the song, hit it. <laughs> when, was the, when was the last time you were, like you you went into, you know, like a sports bar or you went out to dinner and the, and the waitress or the waiter treated you like dirt and where it wasn't very friendly? Maybe you could have had a better attitude. Hey, a few months ago, some yeah, maybe low-level place. Ignored. You know, I, I, study, I did I, go through a drive-through a couple of months ago. I literally got to a window, and the guy goes, <laughs> "Like, wow, am I keeping you awake?" <laughs> I got into. A- <laughs> I've never seen that. <laughs> oh, That's goodness really gracious! Good. We went to I won't name <laughs> what the place was. My daughter and I, and I was driving. I just sat there. She ordered all the stuff, and that guy goes, and there was a bunch. And he goes. Anything else? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I went, how condescending and is that? I, I just shot up and Sam goes, excuse me? <laughs> what a what a judgy window worker. She goes, she goes, got a little bit of an attitude today, bud? I was dying. I was like, oh, and you oh, wonder boy. why I have these altercations in Palm <laughs> City. So we pull up to the window and the guy's just sitting there staring at me. I said, you know, and I, and I had to oh, say no. something. I said, if life's that bad, you need to find a new job. <laughs> oh, no. You really do. And I said, and on that note, I need six new coffees. 
And he just looked at me. I thought he was going to pour hot liquid on me. I really did. How those coffees taste? I, I, I thought he peed in them. Yeah, you don't want that. That's <laughs> what you do. Give him a hard time after you get your That's right, yeah. Okay, the next time you go out to dinner or you go anywhere to eat and you show up like in flip-flops or, you know, maybe a bathing suit cover-up and you're treated like dirt, according to the University of Missouri, they interviewed 222 waiters. All said, if you're dressed better, they'll serve you with more respect. I think that makes sense. Because they think it. you got more money. Right. Yeah. yeah. And if you're in flip-flops, they're not going to chase you. Well, well-dressed yes. men are seen as the biggest tippers, which is such a crock. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, you know. I, don't, I think you're right. It's usually a family man. That that was my my experience. I mean, I was in serving for three years. I always found that the family men, the dads, the husbands, they were always the best tippers because they were probably waiters at some point, right? Isn't that interesting? Guys, That's what I try to do. Guys who dress casually are expected to leave the worst tips, according to the waiters of the world. I didn't really find to. that. I, I didn't really matter how you were dressed. I mean, in my opinion, when I when I did it, what I got, what about a guy in a wife beater T-shirt, sweatpants, and Crocs? <laughs> All the but, things, well, what the things you love. What kind of tip you looking for in that one there? <laughs> I'll tell you, the worst tippers were teenagers. Oh, word. Well, well, sometimes they, they don't have money. Yeah, they didn't know. And they don't have any money. Yeah, they, they got daddy. Daddy gave him fifty right. bucks and said, "Here, go out and buy lunch." I mean, and you know, go get too. pizza. So. When you got when you got the table full, you know, four kids skipping high school, you're like, oh gosh, I'm not making any money on this. Yeah, it's like not, and they're and obnoxious. They're the and, yeah, I didn't order this. Yeah, exactly. And let's face it, you were in Boca doing this job. Yes, so, so you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah. That's how that went. We got a bunch of stuff to get to next. We didn't get to our new airline concept story. It's it's, it's worth ignoring. I, I hope they do ignore this. I really do. It's really it's got that some other uh, entertainment stuff and uh, a couple of headlines as well. And that Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. Boy, this I don't know. I I, mean, I didn't see it. Diener's seeing it today. You'll probably see it eventually. But this may be on the fast track to one of the biggest of all time. Isn't that amazing. Crazy. You think, you, think Chris, you think Chris Pratt's laughing now about not doing a, an right. Italian accent? Good for him. Jeez. All right, then more next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Russia, San Francisco, Boca, West Palm, Beijing, and matter. Get the 850 app. You can check out all this stuff that Joyce is talking about there. All the uh, podcasts as well. Listen live and all the blog things as well. Yeah. What did we put up on the blog today? Diener? I know he was working on... The very bizarre Dalai Lama story. I think that was going on there. It was too weird not to put on there. Yeah, we had to do it. That was that was a late addition to the blog. Um, so you can see, we spoke about it earlier, a very strange video that's just surfacing from last month where the Dalai Lama was uh, kissed a little boy on the lips as he approached him on top of the stage here, and then Dalai Lama stuck out his, his tongue. It's very, very bizarre. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah, really uncomfortable. It's unnerving is what it is. Yeah. So now they had to come out and apologize. Oh, he was just being playful. He didn't mean anything by it. No, he was okay. losing it. But you can you can check out the video. Um, and then Donald Trump. Trump oh. was at uh, the UFC event, and the place went wild for him at the Kaseya Center in Miami where the heat play. Here's, uh, here's how, uh, how long before we get used to the Kaseya Center? Never. <laughs> I'm still going to say they were that Miami heat play. I still say American Airlines Arena. <laughs> I'll say FTX. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Yeah. Here's uh, what it sounded like. Now they see him. And of course, a chant breaks out. That's, I think it's just under 20,000 people at that arena for a UFC event because the floor fills up as well. He had ringside seats. That's unreal. I find it, you know what I find fascinating is the psychological reaction to where when people see Trump, the first thing they do is start chanting USA. It's a great point. 
for, for the people who like him. That's you right. know what I mean? Obviously, people who hate him, they think he's you know Hitler personified, and right. they they boo him, want to throw things at him. But for the people, well, how who many love of those him, people hate him because they hate the country? I mean, yeah. they really hate the country. They do nothing but complain about it. Right. Then leave. It's also this. You know, it's amazing, too, about Trump. And you're right, Diener. You see him, you chant USA. It's that's like what, that patriotic, all of a sudden, it just swells up in you when, you, when, when people who love him, when they see him. It's but you also, now, he's so good at branding, right? You post up an American flag. Who are you thinking of? Trump. Trump. Yeah. How about that? He is now associated He's the first thought with the American flag now. That's why you started hearing reports of people saying the American flag triggers yes. me and makes them think of Trump. That's exactly why. How amazing think, is that? I know. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Again, how many people line a city street to see somebody get on an airplane in a limousine? It's not many people rushing by you. That's, so that's on the Morning Show blog. Check it out, 850WFTL.com or in the app, like we said, which you should get. Speaking of airplane seats. Yes, dear. Oh, no. Not a good idea. Nobody likes the middle seat. Nobody requests the middle seat. It's like everything else is filled up, or you move seats for somebody trying to be nice, or right. you know, your spouse has to have the window and you got stuck. Well, nah. this isn't the plan, though. Not the move. This is kind of it's kind of stupid, though. I looked at the uh, the design. What they did was, and I don't know. It's a prototype. Whether or not this is going to go anywhere is yet to be seen. But what they did was the design. Instead of having one cabin. With an aisle down the middle, you know, like one big cabin, and yeah. it's, it's separated by like a curtain. Right. What they did was they made three separate cabins. They take the plane, split it in half, put a wall right down the middle of it. That's the part I don't like. Yeah, they put a wall like right down the middle. And on either side, there are seats. In each of those seats, there's one seat. There's only two seats. So there's two seats on either side of this wall. So there's no middle seat. But the problem is the seats look like you're sitting in... I don't know. You're you're sitting in a waiting area of, uh, you know, mass transit. It's they don't look comfortable at all. And then what they did was they added above the split down the middle, like a balcony. So then there's seats above you. I, I just I'm I, like I don't want somebody's feet in my face. <laughs> it looks like you know you're you're ready to get thrown into a drop zone or something yeah, like for, with a parachute. I just I don't. This isn't the move. Here's no. the thing too, though. There's, there's, you can't see, in many cases, they take away the window seat if you're up on top and, and there's no window. So they put in, they put in fake windows, like in the, the wall that goes down the middle, there's fake windows like the Harry Potter train at Universal. No. I and like I don't this. know if it's going to show you what's really going on outside or if it's just blue sky and, you know, great travel weather. I, I have no idea. <laughs> like, no. Not me. I'll Extreme turbulence, but yeah. it looks fine outside. <laughs> no, he's looking at bright sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe you're flying over the water and you're in a turbulent, you know, storm. I don't think so. Very odd. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Very, very strange. I mean, they got to worry about finding pilots. You know, let's worry about finding pilots to fly these things before you start changing the design. Yeah, good point. Let's work on that first. Like, please. You know? All right, uh, more entertainment news coming out of the weekend because there's been so much serious stuff. Well... I think people expected it to do well, but the new Super Mario Brothers movie, not this well. Not sure if you know who I am, but I'm about to rule the world. Huge. Internationally <sighs> and domestically here. Internet Worldwide, it made $377 million. Here, just about $205 million. $205 million. What was the, the big move? Top Gun didn't even make that. Yeah, it took a while. Right. It's uh, well, it's got such a huge international appeal because the video games, which have been around for what, 25 years, 30? 
You know what even surprised me more, though? The last animated film, because it holds the re- record for the biggest global box office opening of all time for an animated film. You would have thought it would have been a Disney flick. That's what I would have thought. Like Frozen or something like that. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 wow. was the previous owner of that title. $71 million. This made $377 million. It made $300 million more than the other holder. Again, though, you know, Asian video game superstar. True. But it made more money here than it did overseas. But, you know, this is also, it opened on Wednesday. Yeah. So maybe, you know, the five-day total is going to be far more than just the weekend. But still, that's a lot of money. That's amazing. I haven't seen it personally, but I talked to two people that did, and they said, wow, I was blown away. It was really good. Well, we get firsthand knowledge tomorrow if he actually shows up and goes to the movie by one said Stephen Diener. Hello. Boy, you better go now. <laughs> the pressure's on. Now you got to say, say to Kristen, I, we have to go. It's my job. <laughs> it's right. We have to. It's right to report. I'm sure the kids would be thrilled. Yes, they're excited. I'm excited. I want to um, see it too. I just don't know when. We do and, have tickets. We're all set. You had uh, earth-shattering news during the break. You told us they're already doing what? Ooh, yes, they are going to work on a second one. There's already talks about it. <laughs> Some of the actors want Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian, <gasps> to play Mario's evil twin, Wario. Oh, that would be good for one. him. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you make a second one? It's already a massive hit. There might be five of these, honestly. There's so much Mario content that they can work with. First blockbuster of the summer. Yeah. How do you like that? Wow. We got an early jump on everybody. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to get to uh, rapid fire with some news stories, good and bad. Kind of a weird weekend of a mix of both coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Welcome back in for the weekend. One more rapid fire to go around. It was, boy, I tell you, talk about a mixed bag of news. First of all, Easter holiday. We came off Holy, uh, holy Week. We got some some entertainment stories, but then you can't get any heavier than the whole China-Taiwan story. But Jen's going to lead it off. What you got? Well, unfortunately, I don't have anything that's going to make you smile either, at least to lead things off. We will end on a good note. Yeah, but, uh, well, we'll build up to that. This is one of those things that maybe on a different day he would qualify as a floor dope. And we're not talking about the guy that was naked and all greased up. This is a a psychology high school teacher in Orlando. Yes. Jeffrey Keene is a teacher at Dr. Phillips High School. He's been fired. Why? He sent out a lesson plan and he asked his students, write your own obituary. That's dark. It was all in an effort to teach them gun safety. Oh, boy. Told his class, pretend you're involved with an actor shooter situation and you don't make it. Jeez. Okay, I don't think the kids need to hear that at this point in time. That's a bad uh, wow. assignment. Use uh, your head, dude. The assignment itself maybe is not a terrible idea as far as writing obituary. It makes me you know, a little maybe uh, introspective about life or whatever. You think about things. But to make that the, the, the theme of it, the school shooting, what is he thinking? If they died 24 what? hours from right now, what would they do differently? That's what it was. Oh, uh, by the way, there was a disclaimer on the the project. This is no way to upset you. Oh, well, that's... Well, guess what? They had upset <laughs> one student. That's all it took. One student told the mother. Mother told the superintendent. Called the superintendent. They were just 
bypassed everybody else. Why even so put... Get rid of this idiot. You don't even need a theme. You can just, if it's a psychology class, just pose the question. What would you do differently? If you were going to die tomorrow, what would you do differently? That's it. That's it. It doesn't have to be something well, with a school shooting. No, the whole point was he had a gun agenda. Ugh. That was the whole lesson plan because he's against guns. The whole thing, just stay away from it for right now. Believe it or not, whether, you're th whether you think they're oversensitive or not, there are a lot of kids like afraid to go to school these days because sure. of this stuff in the news. The conversation yesterday in the house was clear backpack can we get her one of those things those bulletproof packs that you see you know wow things right. that you put and my you know her uncle's like sure i'll buy her one right for nora going to first grade right. kindergarten i'm like Sad oh my that god that even has to come into the conversation isn't that horrible yeah i was like this is crazy wow so anyway that guy has no mm. common sense though none no well this is uh not what you want to hear, but they're, to say it out loud is still kind of shocking. Lindsey Graham, senator from South Carolina, he was on the Sunday talk shows. I think he was on the yeah, it was Fox Sunday. And he said the U.S. should consider at least sending troops to defend Taiwan. Okay, Lindsey, you, you go and defend now, Taiwan. Now, talk about saying things out loud. Now, that may be in the works. Maybe they are considering it. And maybe that is the right idea. Is this the time now, though, to say that? To say no. it out loud to the American public? No. I mean, you, you, what you should be saying to the American public is, don't worry, the administration's well aware of what's going on between right. China and Taiwan. We're in talks. We're not going to escalate any tensions. This we want to stop this. to settle nerves, right? Yeah. It, no, yeah. you don't go and say that, Lindsay. Um, wow. Yeah, you know, he, I, I don't know. The uh, obvious situation, the update, and the main headline, everybody's got it, is U.S. is monitoring very closely the situation between China and Taiwan as... Basically, it's a standoff. A China with warships has the the, the island nation surrounded. It's uh, let me tell you, I I would not want to be on the island of Taiwan at this point. And the problem is, you know, you have people like Lindsey Graham out there who are warmongers because of the money. Oh, yeah. Well, I, so I, I think so too. I, I I don't like who's in charge now, and that's what makes me nervous. I think, first of all, I don't think it would have gotten to this point if you had no. the, pr the previous guy in there. I really don't. No, I don't think China would have the nerve. You gotta remember, this is the same guy over chocolate cake with the president of China said, oh, by the way, we're getting ready to bomb an airstrip in yeah. Afghanistan and blow up a mountain. Your people are there. I'll give you 20 minutes to get them out. Hey, she, we're about to drop a Moab. That was it. Would you like remember? another slice? <laughs> Have you some remember that? Oh, sure. That was the big thing about the chocolate yeah. cake. Yeah. It was right here. Cake. Yeah. So. Well, I got two stories. One's for Bill, one's for you, Jay. Yeah, so, so. I'm going to start with Bill's story. Oh, good. Incense him first. <laughs> Why don't you ever incense him? You just incense me. No, these aren't angering stories. Oh, it's not. They're not all designed to incense. Yeah. Yes, they are. Don't put the walls up over there. No, it's true. You incense. 95% <laughs> of the time, I try to make you angry, but this <laughs> isn't one of them. <laughs> this isn't one of them. See, I got him to admit it, though. Okay, thank you. Well, this one's for Bill. As the Boston Transit Police uh -oh. were called to a situation, Bill. They were down. Is the, there's a subway in Boston? Of course there's oh, a yes. subway in there's Boston. Subway. Uh, why did I never know that? It Red line, blue it, line, it, green it line. Good. It, it never works, but yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the MBTA, the T. Yeah, exactly. It's flooded half the time, but other than that, it works So fine. they were called to the scene at the, where was this? Uh, the Bay Station. The yeah. Back Bay Station. Yeah, late the, Friday. Yeah, right. Because there were reports of someone with, with a long rifle. They're like, oh, no, we got to get over there. Bad. Turns out to be Boba Fett. From Star Wars. <laughs> what? Somebody was dressed as Boba Fett that had a replica. He's probably Boba going Fett. to a comic oh, con on. or something. Exactly what it was. He was on his way to the Anime Boston convention, which was taking place this past weekend oh, at dear. the Heinz Convention Center. 
It typically draws thousands of people, of course, dressed up in different costumes. And this guy was dressed up as Boba Fett from Star Wars, so, and he had a gun. So somebody called it in somebody and said there's in. a guy in full armor. And probably the call said, and he's got an assault rifle. Yeah, probably. And police wow. came expecting the worst, and they're like, this guy's dressed as Boba Fett, and it's a fake gun. So they probably arrested wow. him anyway. No, they let him go. They, oh, okay. They put up a picture on the MBTA Transit Police Twitter. <laughs> sure, that account must be a thrill to follow. <laughs> and there he is. It said it was a report of a person armed with a long rifle. Officers located a person in character as Boba Fett with a replica firearm. They conversed with the individual and the scene was safe. But I hope he made it to the anime convention on time. I hope he did. Yeah. Maybe he had some meet and greets planned out. Those things are expensive. Yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> yeah. Boba this poor Fett. poor guy. This is the way. He's just trying to this make his way. way. That poor guy. It was all good, though. Speaking of meet and greets, a story that Bill's told me uh, years ago. But a meet and greet with this particular artist. Oh. And then your girls received a thank you note. Yeah. From this particular artist. Taylor Swift. Yeah. I will never forget that story. She wrote, she hand wrote a thank you note for them coming to the concert. I have two from her over the years. Really? The very first time we ever interviewed her. Wow. And then she sent handwritten thank you notes. That's, That's incredible. She's a special. The only other person that ever did that was like Garth Brooks, who would remember people's names. They had that ability. Love Garth. That's incredible. Let me some Garth. But you see, that's the thing. Someone like that, that's, you know, celebrity status anyway, they they do a little gesture and you remember something like that forever. Oh, yeah. You know, and then, sure. and then, so it, then the opposite. If they're mean, you remember yes, that forever exactly. as well. Right. Well, anyway, she's been mean to Joe Alwyn. <laughs> that's her boyfriend. They have called it quits. Oh, there And they're it is. like, oh, the new romance is over. They've been dating for six years. But I'm thinking, this kid's an, he's British. He's an actor. He's a cute kid. She's doing this whole heiress tour right now, but I mean, you know, she's done albums, she's always on tour. When do they ever see each other? How do you have a romance when you got a life like this? This poor kid, nobody knows who he is. Now his name is plastered everywhere because there's a breakup with Taylor Swift. They, They had kept it quiet for years. I got news for you. She's going to come out with three new albums oh, in the yeah. next year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's all the good part. How horrible this guy was right. to her. She's like, you know, based on that, if I were a guy and I ever met Taylor Swift and there was any chemistry there, I'd stay so far away from that chick because you know you're going to have an album about you. You're going to wind up in a song either way. Yeah. It's yeah. going to happen. It's going to ha- And it's usually not good. <laughs> so, anyway, she's going to have some great music. Uh, her tours. What's going on? She's loose on the road. Now. Hey now. Oh, okay. <laughs> John Mayer's going to come back knocking. Oh, oh God, no. no. Hey, uh, hey, you're older now. Uh, she wrote some horrible songs about him. She should. I never oh, really? I've never been a big John him. Mayer fan. Oh, yeah. Well, I hear all this stuff. Coley knows all this stuff. My daughter. Big uh-huh. Swifty. Where is she? Oh, and she's, every time she's, <clears throat> she goes on these live streams of people that are actually in the Taylor Swift show to watch the show because people are doing their whole phone. Oh, wow. I, I'm Are like, you please me? turn that down. All you hear is, ah! <laughs> like, it sounds like screeching birds. Wow. Not Taylor, the fan, the screeching fans. Right. Anyway. And it's, well, you know what? She's a great role model for young girls, so. Yes. Can't complain. Absolutely. Um, well, this is quite a story. The Nashville City Council, the Nashville Three, they're calling them. No, oh, yes. three left. They've got an emergency <laughs> meeting today. Oh, to, why? To vote to reinstate the lawmakers. That were booted out, one specific, Justin Jones. One of the two black Democrats expelled from the Tennessee House last week for protesting gun violence on the floor. See, the way they wrote this is pretty misleading. What they did was they caused a disruption for over an hour with bullhorns in the House floor in Tennessee, which caused them to get voted out and expelled, which is in their state constitution to do it. Well, as a special vote to at least let him in. 
Why him? To retain his seat. What's wrong with the other the chick? Wasn't it? That one was a chick, right? Yeah. What's wrong with her? How come they won't let her back? She fell one vote short. Uh, well, sorry. Yeah, that's why I say to Don't break the law and you like won't that. lose your job. It's just that simple. They caused a mass chaos in their house capital where the state police had to come in and restore order. And you don't think you deserve to be expelled? I don't get it. I, it's 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 every it's it's what do you say? It's it's for me, not thee. Yeah, thee, not me. No whatever. rules. Doesn't matter. Yeah. They don't yeah. fall on anything. Yeah. yeah, never mind. Well, this was the one that was supposed to uh, go towards you, Jen, and it's not to incense you, but it made me think of you. Because anytime I hear about an animal on the loose, oh jeez, oh, it's usually me. Jen. It's usually Jen. All I think about is how your horses get out, and the whole Martin County Police Department have to come <laughs> and bring them for you. But this sheep, it actually happened in Florida. In uh, Hernando County, the sheriff's office had to come out for a sheep who was on the loose and went into traffic. Oh, dear. Oh, that's bad. Poor thing. It was and blocking then they traffic. Everybody's panicking. Of course. Including the sheep. Yeah, well, that's true, too. And finally, the police were able to come out and wrangle him and get him back to uh, his owners. They said the sheep received a warning. It was explained the dangers <laughs> of running around on a very busy road. Did they tell him it was bad? No, no, no. Set it up for her, didn't you? I did. It's it my like, own fault. It was like an alley-oop. You knew it was yeah. coming. Well, if she didn't say it, you were going to. Yeah, I, I had to beat you to it. So. I guess you could say the sheep fleeced his owners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That is somehow even worse. This got okay. bad. It got really bad. It just got worse. Uh, sorry. Jeez. All right, the junk drawer segment's coming up next. God, we're done almost. Thank God. What did we not get to? Well, how about this? You may have had a challenging Easter egg hunt, but at least bears didn't come attack yours. <laughs> Happening Jeez. in Connecticut. What's up with Connecticut all of a sudden? All They've places. been in the news a lot. Oh, I don't know. We got that and some other stuff, too. And maybe if we get to the Florida Dope as well. Coming up next, the East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. The South Florida Morning Show. Welcome to Monday. Hope the weekend was nice. There's Jen, there's Diener, I'm Bill. Just to catch up on a couple of headlines here before we get to some some things we didn't get to before. So uh, really one of the top headlines, and it's not a good one. The world is, especially the U.S., monitoring very closely the situation between China and Taiwan. You hope that doesn't escalate. Well, you know what? And China surrounds your island with aircraft carriers and, and warships, and they're flying over you with their... Uh you know, military prowess is mm. kind of concerning. There's another one that popped up today. Of all places, from how perfect is this? Joe Biden announces he's going to run again for 2024, and he announced it from the Easter egg roll. Yeah, to Al Roker, of all people. S- somehow that's perfect. Yeah, I was like, but Al Roker. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like, Al okay. gets a scoop. <laughs> Al gets the scoop as the weatherman. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh Love Al, but it's like, okay. Wow. So Al's at the Easter egg roll, and that's, he just said he plans on running. He didn't say, I am running. He just said, I plan on running. And I think he's already said that. But they were like, it's breaking news. So, so uh, does planning mean you're a step closer to making the announcement? He probably thought Al said, is it raining? He said, well, I plan <laughs> on seeing in some rain. <sighs> I don't know. Who the heck knows? It's so kind of scary. That's the other headline you're going to see today. In the meantime, hopefully everybody, if you do celebrate, you had a nice Easter, maybe even an Easter egg hunt. And hopefully it didn't go like it did in Windsor, Connecticut. Yeah, this is kind of crazy. Another bear encounter. What is this? You know, I, I guess the, the Easter Bunny had left a bunch of eggs out in the yard, and they were the plastic kind, yeah. and they had candy inside them. Of course, the and good ones. I guess they were getting ready to let the kids loose, and somebody looked outside and went, uh, maybe we should just stay inside and do a hunt. Because Sever- what was it, Bill? Several reports, so, you know, the town, of bears going through Easter eggs and eating candy inside. 
Not the whole leg. Wow. It would rip open the little plastic egg. You know, they're kind of like right. they're split in half. It would eat the candy inside. Hey, you know what? Smart animal. Uh, they are. Smart animal. Uh, friends of mine live in Lake Tahoe. They have a house there, and they say, you ever cook anything, leave it on the, you leave it on the counter. If uh, the bear's sense of smell, I guess, is incredible, they'll break into the house to get to it. And, and whether it's a pie, a cake, whatever it is, a, a loaf of bread, if you leave it there, they'll find it and they'll get in your house. But why more than ever have we had so many bear stories? It can't just because it's captured on video now. I, I don't know. And Maybe, Connecticut? Well, it's also COVID. I got a feeling COVID did a, they know that whole lockdown. They were locked down for two years, for God's sake. So they gained back some of their yeah. ground. They took yeah. back some land. You know, just think, when you look at an abandoned building, okay, when they, when it's first abandoned, it's like nice and fresh and new, and then you go back six months later and there's ivy all over it and trees have grown and plants and weeds, oh, and you're like, wow. Think of like um, just any average South Florida street, or even like a subdivision, right? Mm-hmm. Give it two months of no landscaping. Yeah, look what happens. Nature finds a way, Jen. Sure does. The roads get overgrown, the tree, it's... It, we're not as tough as nature. Yes, and in this case, the animals take over. The uh, spokesperson for the Department of Connecticut that takes care of animals, whatever they call it, says bears have easy access to food. It lead to bears becoming habituated, comfortable, and very unafraid of people. <laughs> yeah, it's like us feeding alligators. Exactly right. Don't feed the alligator. It's not going to be afraid of you anymore. And everybody feeds the alligator because they think it's cool. Man. So, it's just interesting. It really is. I like this bear, though, they show in the video. It was huge. Cracks open the thing. They're way more dexterous than you'd think. With those long claws that can rip through you, you mean? Yeah. He's like, like, oh, Cadbury, I like that one. (laughs) Cadbury spit it out. (laughs) No. He spit out the Almond Joys. He did not. Patui. (laughs) Not even the bears eat those things. Stop. I love them. How much Easter candy are you going to find, by the way, in your uh, conference room table or your kitchen at work today? People that try to, like, get this candy away from me. There's so much in my house. It was like, oh, my God. I know. And the only thing I bought were Reese's, the the eggs. Oh, Oh my God. I bought bags of them. I'm like, oh, my God, why did I buy these? Because all I do is eat them. I don't know. Are we done? Let's go eat some more. Oh, good. Thank you. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow at uh, 6 o'clock. Can't thank you enough for joining us today. We hope to see you tomorrow. Have a great day.